The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the host, guest, and callers, and do not reflect those of the Beasley Broadcast Group, its staff, advertisers, or agencies. Did that echo? No. Yelling with reverb. Couldn't hurt. Friday, you bastard. Sharon Stone is back in Basic Instinct 2. Ma'am, we're going to take you downtown for questions. Not now, dear. Matlock's about to come on. She's getting older, and she's still up to her old tricks. Answer the question, ma'am. Would you mind if I uncrossed my legs first? Frankly, ma'am, yes. Just, just give me a second. Oh, my arthritis is acting up. Oh, for the love of peace, I think my knees are locked. Oh, thank God. Does anyone have any Bengay? Basic Instinct 2, the sequel with a few new wrinkles. I see what's wrong. I need to unstrap my hernia truss first. Oh, wow. Hey, it's Turn One. Happy Friday. It's the last day of March. We actually have ratings coming out at 11.30. We weren't aware of that. We were only made aware of that just moments before the show. That's right. As Clarence is getting together with his little triumvirate there, the Beast and Robert Greeper, although if that's a triumvirate. See, that's one thing about the Beast, man. He doesn't care what back he stabs. You know, he just he's an equal opportunity stabber. I don't want to say it was the Beast that revealed that it's Robert Griefer that's responsible for having Goldie on day after day, even though supposedly we haven't decided who's going to be on two to four. I noticed next week we got, uh, who is it, Bo from two to four on Monday, and then the whole rest of the week we got the squeaky one. We come to find out that Robert's got his uh, nose in that. Hell of a surprise, isn't it? Not. So 11.30, we got some trends coming out. Boy, they could really be, this could be the kiss of death. Everybody waving those white hankies out the window? Good. I smell this. Thanks for that. Now, should we tell the story about how uh, we had a little contretemps in the lunchroom the other day? Was it I... yesterday this happened? Several, Yes. Several times I think we should tell that story. And I think we should get the parties involved to tell their version of it, too. I see. With uh, Bryce Bradford and Brett. Uh, well, I don't even know what Brett's last name is. Do you know what his name is? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> Brett, some sales hold named Brett from New York who's got a big mouth. How unusual. Who talks a big game. I'm from New York. Kid. Yep. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. This Brett is the Yorker. same Brett that went down to Bernie Kosar's Steakhouse that one night about a month or two ago and uh, demanded to have everything for free. What's for me? I want this. I want that. He and Mo, uh, I'm surprised, do, 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 do. leave together because they would have made a good pair. Very demanding guy. He wanted the uh, biggest salad and the biggest juicy steak, and he wanted this and he wanted that. And, of course, he didn't have any business being there in the first place. Except he's a sales hole at QAM. Well, in that case, they should have like, charged him double. Speaking of that, wait till you hear this story. And evidently, I, I, I just get the feeling the audience hated that show yesterday. I enjoyed it. I, I don't, and we left a lot of candies off, including the new um, Hershey's. Got like a what do they call it? Five star, or five something? Is that just the name of it? Five Hershey's I five. I don't know. It's got peanut butter, and as soon as I saw peanut butter, I like mm. put it down. Right. Fair. And I picked up a Hershey's with uh, almonds and toffee instead. Good choice. Didn't go crazy, though, because he didn't find my Mary Janes. He wants a Mary Jane, go to George's house. He's got pounds and pounds of Mary Janes. I wish. A quick meal at George Bean's Neighborhood Burger King in Palmdale, California, Palmdale, ended up costing a lot more than he expected when he got the bill for $4,334.33. Bean ordered two Opera Juniors and two Rodeo Cheeseburgers. Now, what the hell is that? That's obviously a California thing, but what is that? 
What is what now? Rodeo, they don't have that at Burger King by anywhere else I've ever seen. Have you? What, Whopper Juniors? No, Rodeo Cheeseburgers. Never heard of it. Well, that must be a California thing. When he pulled up to the drive-thru window last week, the cashier, however, forgot that she'd entered the $4.33 charge on his debit card and punched in the numbers again without erasing the original ones, thus creating a four-figure bill. Must be a real rocket scientist. Probably an illegal alien. Uh-huh. Oh. The electronic charge went through to George and Pat Bean's checking account Tuesday, left a couple penniless. Their mortgage payment was due, and they worried the checks they had written would bounce, Pat Bean said. We were thinking, oh, no, not now, she said the overcharge. Not now. As if any time would be a good time. Terry Woody, the restaurant manager, said Burger King officials tried to get the charge refunded, but the bank said the funds were on a three-day hold and couldn't be released, Pat Bean said. Burger King didn't charge the beans for their meal, and the couple got their $4,334.33 back last Friday, a week ago today. For those three days, those were the most expensive value burgers in history, Pat Bean said. How do you like that? First of all, wouldn't you think that if any, if there was like any oversight on that, that uh, when somebody would put through a charge from Burger King for four thousand some odd dollars, that somebody would have, like they would have raised the red flag somewhere? Wouldn't you think? You'd think. I mean, what what kind of a meal are they eating there? That that's your real happy meal. That's yeah. not even at, at Burger King. It's an unhappy meal. Yeah. WQAM. Hello. How you doing? No, Great. Neil. Um, I wish you found that pasta a couple years back. The healthy yeah. one. Have you tried it? Scraps wouldn't have been so harmful. The tiny. You took tiny bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pa- tiny a lot of pasta, right? Oh God. Yeah, like I said, just keep looking straight down. Tiny always comes to mind for him. What's your all-time favorite candy? What was that to total? We had seventeen hundred and sixty-two votes. They didn't like that poll. I, I don't know what the problem was. I, I just you can just feel it. You know, you can just smell it. I'm feeling it now. They were too busy looking at pictures of Josh Cordes and uh, rubbing themselves raw over. Oh, I don't know what the new ones. About. Snickers, 227. Wait till I see the naked pictures on there today. Oh, man. Scary. You'd think that at least, uh, you know, all the parts of his body would be the same flesh tone. Well, at least, relatively speaking. Snickers, 227. Reese's, 160. That that right there should have sent me, uh, got that pull right off of there. Should have, should have yanked it. M&M, 71. M&M, peanut, 55. See, take a look at that. That's so... Uh, Three yeah, Musketeers, 52. Kit Kat, yeah. 52. Take a look at our top five. Boring. Six. Other than Snickers, which we right. all agree everybody loves Snickers, but other than that, that is so pedestrian, and, man. And, you and, people and, got... you got to try new things, okay? At the risk of sounding sacrilegious, because I like Snickers just fine, That's uh, it's overrated compared to some of these other things on there. You know, when I go into a store and I'm in the mood for a candy bar, the, the, as for the last year or two, the, the last thing I want is a Snickers bar. I'm not saying right. I haven't had one now, now and then, but... Just, it's just not what strikes my fancy, right, you know? Right, it's not my bag, baby. No, it's I'd not my I'd rather have a Butterfinger. Butterfinger 51 came in seventh. Mm-hmm. Hershey Bar 48, again, very, very, just plain old Hershey Bar. Mm. Oh, God. The vanilla ice cream crowd, that's what's wrong with the that's world. It. Forget about all the religionists and all the wars and the killing. It's the, uh, the bland people. Remember Bobby Blue Bland? Mm-hmm. Let the little girl dance. Remember that? I bet you don't got that. Bobby no. Bland and let the little girl dance. What year? If you got that, that would be really a hoot. Do you know what year, more or less? No. I'm just stalling for time. I'd say maybe 60-ish. Probably oh, way off on that. So slow, booting up. Almond Joy 46, Twix 41, Mounds 40. It's got coconut. Chunky 36. This is going to take a half hour, by the way, so if it's boring to you, go away. Heath Bar 35, Baby Ruth 34, Milky Way 33. There it is. Bobby Blue Bland. 100 grand. Rhymes with Bobby Bland. This is uh, Billy Bland, for what it's worth. No. Well, whatever. 16. 
See what, what did I say? Bobby Blue Bland. No, but what did I say the year was? 60-something. I said 60. All right, or 60. Oh, and you know what I found yesterday, which they're terrible. I actually had one. Mars Dark. That sucks. Okay, never had What kind of a Mars bar is it? It doesn't have a nut in it. Right? Well, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes well, was, you yeah, don't. Right. It was kind of like a Tom Green uh, bar, but it didn't even have one nut. Mars Dark. It had nothing to do with a Mars bar. That, that was crap. I feel ripped off. I feel violated. Milky Way Dark 28, Turtles 27, Score 27, Whatchamacallit 26, Snowcaps 23, Licorice 23, I Don't Eat Candy 22, Liars. Liars! Payday 22, Cadbury's 22, I Hate This Poll 20, Malted Milk Balls 20, Raisinets 19, Clark Bar 18, Mars Bar 18. I don't have time to go down this full list. I'll just do the double digit ones, okay? And Mary Jane, by the way, had only seven. Boy, oh boy. What is wrong with the world, you know? Charleston Chew, 17, Lint, 17, which makes a zillion different kinds, uh, as does, uh, what's it called, Cadbury's. Nestle Crunch, 16, Whopper, 16, Toblerone, 15, Toblerone, Rolo, 14, Twizzlers, 13, Dove, 13, which also makes a whole variety. Carmelo, 12, Jelly Beans, 11, Gummy Bears, 10, O'Henry, 10, Zagnut Bar, 10, Marathon Bar, 10, Mr. Good Bar, 10, and Poppycock, 10. Everything else, single digits, including Mary Jane, only 7. That's okay. That means more for me. Mary Jane's. Those are really good. All for me. Man, I could eat those by just by the bucketful. Dozens and dozens. Just watch your blood sugar go soaring to the top. WQAM Tiny Line. Hello. Hello there. Yes, Here? sir. Yep. Uh, it was uh, 1960 and it was Billy Bland. Ricky. Yes, sir. Ricky Ticky, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you deal? <laughs> How's that cap? You ever going to get that thing washed? People are starting to talk about it. <laughs> I change them every six months, whether they need it or not. Some people said the music stinks on that station. They said, no, it's just Ricky's cap. That's the only problem. Uh, be nice. Come on. How you doing? Okay? I'm doing good. Can't complain, yeah. Excellent. Rocking and rolling. I noticed you got a lot of publicity on your 40th anniversary. I guess I'll have to wait another 10 years, because 30, uh, Tom Jacob figured it wasn't worth uh, mentioning. I, I heard you talking about that. Yeah, yeah, the hell with him. The hell with him. That's a, that's a major problem, though. Man. A lot of, it, lot of water under is. the bridge. About 30, man. That's what I said. <laughs> It's okay. We'll survive, man. Yes, sir. You and me against the world. And tell Brown St. John, by the way, that nobody still knows who he is. Have a great day, Rick. But wait, there's more. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Have a good weekend, Neil. (laughs) (laughs) You too. (laughs) (laughs) Great. He is great. That's my buddy Rick Shaw. And I wish I had that drop in where he said, it's just shock radio. Once upon a time at INZ, man, he really... He just uh, turned on me like a rat. But then all of a sudden, it was like, uh, I don't know. He got it, just a delayed effect. He, he finally got it. Right. Yeah. Where the hell is that? Uh, where is that thing? I can't even find it. Oh, there it is. It's a lie. I am not a Nazi. Right. Well, that was Rick Riley, okay? I always liked Rick Shaw. It was Rick Riley that hated him like poison. Of course, George and I, we can't stand Rick uh, Riley anyway. If we had to choose between Ricky Tiki and Rick Riley. We'll take Ricky oh, Tiki no any day. At least he brings that cap along with him, okay? By the way, Sud says hi. and uh, Hi, Sud. Gave me a book to send you. Thanks again for the uh, Funk Brothers, Suds. I don't know if I can say that or not. Not anymore. And Joyce. I don't care who you are, you fairy. Right. Federal agents Thursday said they had broken up a ring of drug smugglers who used tombstones featuring the Virgin Mary to move hundreds of pounds of cocaine into the U.S. from Mexico. All right. Another good reason to bring in those illegal aliens by the millions. 
Who the hell are these people kidding? You know, it's just it's just pandering, pandering, mm-hmm. pandering, pandering. Illegal speaks for itself. Okay, That's we're not. It. Gonna, in other words, if you robbed a bank and they didn't catch you yet, we're not going to make it legal to rob a bank so that we can change the law to let you off the hook for old times' sake. Well, what, if they do pay, it, what if they pay taxes on that money? Yeah, that's true. Like sales tax and thumb tax. Well, you know, they're the just DEA, doing... Will you let me finish this All story, right. please? I don't want to get behind. What what I just do in my log? I throw uh, out. You know, we just discovered that uh, we didn't never... generate one this morning. Does he have a life for the first break, Josh? That's the important thing. Very nice. Yeah, dial a mattress. Come <laughs> very, very, very Get your nice, dial a mattress you know? ready. I only yeah. went here at 8.30 this morning, as usual. It's on its way to And there's you. no log. No. Of course, the way uh, this sales department's going lately, they might as well have no log, but nevertheless. It's uh, coming at you. Yeah, I, I thought, I just freaked out. I looked here, I <laughs> we thought, just what noticed, are you, we're over here looking out? for it. No, like, I'm, no, I'm not getting that bad. <laughs> Jesus, God almighty. That's what happens when Rick Shaw calls right out of the blue. Enough to send your cap flying. The DEA announced arrest of 12 people as part of an alleged conspiracy stretching from New York to Mexico City. Four of those arrests came yesterday, one in Houston, three after an early morning raid on a a warehouse in New York's Brooklyn borough. At the warehouse, agents found bricks of cocaine packed inside tombstones, some decorated with figures of the Virgin Mary. All right. You go, Virgin Mary. At least, she, at least she's hanging out inside of warehouses now, or whorehouses, instead of like on the side of bank buildings and under the overpass in Chicago. Wasn't she over the underpass? Under the overpass. Like grave robbers who have no respect for the dead, this drug organization used reversed, revered tombstones to smuggle millions of dollars worth of cocaine in New York, said John Kilbride, the special agent in charge of the New York DEA. At the Brooklyn warehouse, agents found eight tombstones. Maybe inside of a tombstone pizza you might find a little uh, stash or something. What do you think? Huh? Maybe. And we were talking about Tombstone Pizza just the other day. Yes, we were. 10.13 at 5.60 WQM. It looked up Heinies. This station presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. Overzealous April Fool's Prankster. Mr. Overzealous April Fool's Prankster. You've been awake for ten minutes, and already you put fake vomit in the sink, filled the sugar bowl with salt, put plastic wrap over the toilet, and fake doggy doo on the doorstep. You arrive first at the office, unplug everyone's computer monitor, and distribute a fake memo about switching from casual Fridays to bikini Fridays. And don't forget your fart machine. You fart a good one with a motion sensor. So the next time you think you can escape him, what? You SOB, you put super glue on my microphone. When I get unstuck, I'm going to hunt you down like a dog, Mr. Overzealous Practical Joker. A real American hero. Mr. Overzealous Practical Joker. Ow, a little help. Anyone? Somebody help me, please. Ow. Hey, don't forget tomorrow night, get up 2 o'clock in the morning and set your clock ahead one hour. Or if you got a brain, just when you go to bed, put it ahead one hour tomorrow night. Daylight yeah. time. Which, I don't know why we don't have daylight time all year long. Ow. I love daylight time. By the way, it was my bad. I don't even know what Rick said because I was so excited that it was him on the phone. I wasn't paying any attention well, to what he play said. We could play back if you were. Huh? No. Bobby Bland and Billy Bland were not the same poison. Billy Bland did Let the Little Girl Dance, which you played mm-hmm. in 1960. It reached number seven on the chart, Hot 100. Bobby Bland, whose nickname was Blue, Bobby Blue Bland, who was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 92. Turn on your love light. Call on me. That's the way love is. And ain't nothing you can do. Actually, none of those were like top... Uh, 
Ain't nothing you can do but reach number 20. That was his biggest hit. I got none of that. Although I remember Turn On Your Love Life. Well, no, and yet he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and yet Let the Little Girl Dance got all the way up to number 7 and was on the chart for 13 weeks, and yet uh, Billy Bland ate like nowhere, you know? Why the hell would Bobby Bland be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Not a crock of crack. It's all politics. Remember what Johnny Rotten said about that museum. Yeah, he hated them about rotten. He said they were spoiled rotten. Bollocks. And so what? Yeah, he said, screw you guys. That's right. Anyway, speaking of that, speaking of guys and uh, screwing, well, let me do the poll first, speaking of that. Uh, what movie? Now, this was uh, one of Sean's polls, although I kind of like uh, bastardized it. He wanted to know what book people should be forced to read. And, of course, nobody reads books. But we'll, we'll do that one one day. We'll, that'll kill a day one day soon, next week. What movie should be compulsory viewing for all Americans? 532 votes. Now, you can add to this because I'm sure there are a lot of others that you feel are. And this, this, this is, we've got a million movie polls, and, of course, let me explain it to you, okay? This doesn't mean because it's so good, I don't think, you know? Does it? Uh, that wasn't my intent. No, not exactly. No. In other words, the idea being that there's a message of some kind or something you might learn from it. Fahrenheit 9-11, 294. I mean, that's got over half of the votes already, which it goes to show me what a bunch of clowns most of you people are because... Uh, Bowling for Columbine, which, as far as I'm concerned, is equally important, and maybe even more so, because no matter how many crooks we got running the country, we still got a bunch of crazy, irresponsible people running around with guns. Bowling for Columbine's only got 31 votes. See, they, they love their guns. See, that's one area where I part company with the, most of the audience and most of America, and that's, uh, you know, have a good time with it. Go shoot each other. Blow each other's brains out. I'm going to go get some. Fahrenheit 9-11-294, Godfather 82, which I agree with that. Network, I voted for that 43, but, of course, Josh is suppressing the vote totals on those. No, I agree. It's a good message. Well, and what is the message, since you fell asleep in the middle of it? Well, can I, can I summarize it for you real briefly? I told you there'd be a quiz. In a word, no, listen to me. The media is sick and needs help badly. Sure, right. In the words of the great philosopher Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, Roots. There's a good one. Roots. Oh, roots. Roots. That's, that's right. Say roots. right. Let's get that on. Right. Now, we're not going to put on their, um, what was that Al Pacino movie, the... Um, Fag movie. Cruising? Cruising. We're not putting that on there. How about cruising for a bruising? Speaking of Brett and Troy, we never finished that story. We had uh, two of our sales holes got into a contratomps in the lunchroom yesterday, and Brett comes in here, Mr. Hot New York, Mr. Hotshot. Oh, well, I'm, I'm better looking than you are, and I'm the big stud. You walk around here like you think you're the good-looking guy. I never thought Troy Stratford was a good-looking guy. He's a skinhead. Yeah. You know, but I never thought of him at any point in my life of being a good-looking guy. Well, we're going to call him Pretty Boy Troy from now on. Pretty Boy Troy, I like that. And Pretty Boy Brett. You haven't seen Brett? No. Is he pretty? Pretty, pretty what? Pretty, I know he's pretty annoying. Fahrenheit 9-11-301, Godfather 85, Network 4. I mean, I just find that to be so ridiculously, Yay. you know, arguing over who's the bigger stud. Network 43, Bowling for Columbine, only 33. That's just, that is so sad, man. It, it's almost enough to make you want to uh, side with Chuck Heston. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Piece of crap with his spandex pants. At least Rick Shaw ain't walking around with spandex pants. He might be as old as Charlton Heston, but he sure as hell ain't walking around with spandex pants on. Nice going, Rick. A Clockwork Orange, 22. Deer Hunter, 17. Gone with the wind. Gone with the wind, 15. Birth of a Nation, 14. That was 1915, by the way. Silent movie. It would have had to have been, I would think, wouldn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Born on the 4th of July, 13. Great expectations, too. And Roots, we just put on her. Don't have any yet. 
545. We'll be hard-pressed to make that 1,000 today. Not that we really care. How's that lineup looking today? Well, next week you got too much guilty. Way too much. And, of course, to prove to the audience what I've been telling you for a long time. Whatever I say, they do the opposite. So let me put it out there right now, very clearly. I think guilty ought to be on every day from 2 o'clock till midnight. How's that? All right. Then maybe we might get rid of his squeaky ass. He, he just, it just, whatever I say, they do the opposite. I hope Joe Bell's really satisfied with himself that he's let a bunch of little children. Uh, where's that record by Billy J. Kramer? You got it. You keep playing it. And you tell me you never heard that before? That was a big hit. I bet you Rick Shaw remembers that. Which oh, somebody is cooking something really rank in my building. Oh, my God. Oh. It smells like rotten meat. Maybe that's me. Never heard of it. There this. you go. Billy J. Kramer. I have no idea what year. What was it? 63, 64 or something? Okay. 64. Well, there you go. See, I got my thumb right on Billy J. Kramer. I don't even know what the hell he looks like. Probably not too good no mold. Anyway, that's enough. Yeah, something stinks. Oh! Well, I somebody just, died next door. What's going on here? I just Holy moly. Maybe, maybe it's a Troy Stratford. Maybe he put a long Cube. all the way up here so I could uh, get the scent. Bahamas Brokeback Mountain Band draws ire. This is, uh, well, the Bahamas, you know. Bunch of bigoted, narrow-minded, Stone Age people down there in the Bahamas. Not to mention your Jamaican friends too. Ban, talk about a bunch of. A Bahamian government's board decision to ban the movie *Brokeback Mountain* has prompted charges of discrimination and censorship in the island chain. No. And, and let me just say this before I continue with this: I realize that most of you, well, some of you, a couple of you, you got enough smarts to figure it out for yourselves. Why they're like trying to make sure that the slots fail at the pair mutuals and why they fought casinos for so many years. Believe you me, there are so many palms getting greased, so many people getting smeared. If you really think that your fat-ass governor and legislature are all that really pious and holy that they care about the gambling, uh, you're dreaming. Think of the special interest, Mon, the cruise ships in the Bahamas, all of these... Uh, all of these things. Yeah, people who desperately want to make damn sure that we don't get, like, real casinos in South Florida, God forbid. Uh, people in Atlantic City, the people in Vegas... A lot of people getting smeared, a lot of cash, a lot of suitcases and brown paper bags getting exchanged. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And unlike the one that Barry Jackass takes to work at the Herald every day, these don't just have a bologna sandwich in them. Gay rights groups and others have called on the Plays and Film Control Board to reverse its decision, prohibiting theaters in the Bahamas from showing the award-winning movie about a troubled love affair between two gay cowboys. You have a group of people who are telling grown men and women what they can and cannot watch, said Philip Burroughs, a theater director in the island, Shane. I can't understand denying people the right to make their own choices. Well, guess what, Phil? What are you going to do about it, you fairy? Theaters in Nassau, the capital, had already begun to advertise the movie last Friday when the board announced the ban at the request of the Bahamas Christian Council. Oh, there we go again, the good Christians, man. Yeah. Spreading their hate everywhere they That's go. Right. And their censorship, the... their repression. The board chose to ban it because it shows extreme homosexuality, nudity, and profanity. We feel that it has no value for the Bahamian public. Shavas Turnquest Liriano, liaison officer for the control board, said Wednesday. The Rainbow Alliance, a group of a fag, a gay rights group called the Van Farce, said most Bahamians reject the idea that a small group of appointed individuals can provide the moral compass for the entire country. They need a compass and a roadmap over there in the Bahamas, man. Do not go there and waste your money. It's a, a sewer and a toilet. Some have suggested the board could have simply issued a rating that would have barred anyone under 18 from seeing the film. No, they want to bar anybody from seeing it, because it's bad for their morals, man. They might get some ideas. They might all start doing stuff. Critics also noted that even some countries where homosexuality is illegal have allowed the movie to be shown in theaters. This isn't a movie to be banned. 
It's not a subject to be censored, said Bahamas resident Liz Roberts, who's worked in film production. It's a subject to be aired, a subject to be confronted openly. I wonder what she means by openly. Rectum. Broke back ass mountain, yada, yada, yada. Has also been banned in mainland China. Turkey has restricted viewing to viewers 18 and over. Turkey. Of course, we know that. Well, isn't it R-rated anyway? going on over there. What the hell was the movie? Uh, oh, geez, he's dead now. I don't know, Turkish Taffy. No, you know, in this Turkish steam bass where he was a prisoner over there, what the hell was he's dead now? He Midnight died from Express. Midnight Express. What was his name? Brad. Brad Davis. There we go. Well, I know it wasn't Brad Kramer. And it wasn't uh, Brandon Givens. 28 past 10 at 560 WQAM. If you're still alive. Who's the Scientologist that turned out to be a hypocrite? Stop. You're damn right. Who is the dude that gets marinated with Don Sampoos? Stop. Can you dig it? Who's the cat that's making fun of every other religion? Stop. Right on. They say Chef is one brainwashed mother. Shut your mouth. I'm talking about Chef. Then you can dig it. He's a two-faced blowhard, but no one understands him but I'll run Hubbard. You failed. 26 to 11 at 560 WQM. The big O at 2 this afternoon. He has a chance to, uh, it's audition time at QA. Everybody's auditioning from 2 to 4. Just uh, really embarrassing. I, I have a feeling, I don't want to usually make predictions about the ratings, the tr- and this is only a trend, you know, but we are losing that awful November. But then, of course, uh-huh. January was worse than November. They can't find our audience with a compass and a roadmap because nobody speaks English in South Florida no more. So we got service. But I have a feeling it's going to be really, really bad. Joe, that's my feeling about it. Just you can sense it, can't you? After after all these years, you get a feeling about it. You get a feel for the audience. George Orwell's 1984. Somebody faxed it. It's an excellent choice. 1984. You got it. Got it for the pool. Everybody should be forced to see that because now we're living it. Okay. <laughs> yes, we are. 11:30. Those numbers start coming in. Boy, can you can you smell it? Maybe that's what it was that I smelled. From all the pressure in the building, can you just imagine people? And you think the tea room was tied up loud, loud, the other day, whatever day that was. You think that was bad. Wow. They're probably lined up all the way to Ogis. Good. Out the door. Glad I got my business out of the way. Good. A study of more than 1,800 patients who underwent heart bypass surgery has failed to show that prayers, specially organized for their recovery, had any impact, researchers said yesterday. Exactly. Here's a story that flies in the face of the usual, oh, pray for me, pray. Well, yeah, right. Actually had that on the news. In fact, the study found that some of the patients who knew they were being prayed for did worse than others who were only told that they might be prayed for, though those who did the study said they couldn't explain why. Never, uh, you know, elicit false hope. It's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. We're praying for you. Yeah, but I feel like I'm going to croak any second. Well, uh, pray hard. working. You're praying to the wrong God. That's your problem, okay? Give a prayer to... Hey, oh, God! Then we might as well. I can do just as good for you as any other uh, fictitious God that man invented. All this baloney. All this heebie-jeebie. The patients in the study at 60 West Hospitals included 604 who were actually prayed for after being told they might or might not be. Well, I mean, what, what is that? You know, what kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> maybe we'll pray for it. Maybe we won't. Good luck. See ya. 
yeah, other 597 patients who were not prayed for after being told they might or might not be, and then a group of 601 who were prayed for and told that they would be the subject of such prayer. Oh, Jesus. Many, many people with too much time on their hands. There's no question about that. The praying was done by members of three Christian groups in monasteries and elsewhere, two Catholic and one Protestant, who were given written prayers in the first name and initial last name of the prayer subjects. The prayer started on the eve of or day of surgery and lasted for two weeks. Among the first group who were prayed for but only told they might be prayed for, uh, Harry Carey was going, they might be, it could be, it's not a prayer. Yeah, but how many chickens did they sacrifice? About 30, man. 52% of this first group had post-surgical complications compared to 51% in the second group, the ones who weren't prayed for, though they told they might be. In the third group, who knew that they were being prayed for, 59% had complications. How do you like that? Well, you know, the magic of Because God's getting pretty irritated. He's got a lot of odds to fix on ball mm -hmm. games, you know, especially with his NCAA, the Final Four coming up. He don't have time for that yeah. crap. After 30 days, however, the death rates and incidence of major complications was about the same all across the group, said the study published in the American Heart Journal. Inter, oh, what, what word is that? Intercessory, intercessory prayer. What is that? I don't know. I guess that's if you intercede. I never saw that word in my life. Intercessory prayer itself had no effect on whether complications occurred, and patients who were certain that intercessors would pray for them had a higher rate of complications. In other words, don't pray for me, okay? Just like my neighbor over there. Stop praying. Stop trying to convert. There's no goyim in my house, okay? There's no Jesus Christ. There's go away, lady. Go away. I'm going to turn your ass in, okay? I really should. I should turn her ass in. Into what? Into the... Uh, P.A., Proselytizers Anonymous. <laughs> no, I, I can't stand that. No, There's nobody no. interested in being converted. We don't want your religious propaganda. Uh, he is not. The only thing that might rise is the cake in your oven. In fact, I think it just uh, blew the oven open. Okay, honey? Get away from my life. Thank God Tiny isn't around anymore. She'd probably be trying to convert him. Anyway, intercessors uh, had a higher rate of complications than patients who were uncertain but did receive intercessor. Uh, there's no clear explanation for the latter finding. The study, called the largest of its kind, was designed only to try to measure the impact of intercessory prayer, as if we really had to go through this to figure it out, right? Like we're like a see, that's the problem with the world. We act like a bunch of little children. Speaking of that song again by Billy J. Kramer, no, keep that handy, because that's the way the world behaves, like a bunch of little children. Oh, he's up there in a better place now. He's up there with the Lord. They're bowling, as a matter of fact. That's why every time you hear thunder, it's they're bowling. And we're kids we used to say that the nuns are bowling in heaven now. You ever say that? No, I, I don't say that. Well, that's what happens when the nuns go bowling up there. It sounds like thunder and lightning, like all hell's breaking loose. And every now and then they leave a ten pin and God really gets P.O. I told my kids it's God farting. I think that's why you have, like, uh, tornadoes and stuff like that and hurricanes, because when they leave the 710 split, God gets just foaming at them. His wrath waxes hot. His wrath Ooh. waxes hot. Wax. I'm sorry, his wrath waxes hot in honor of Rick Shaw. But I, bet you, I should ask him about that. He's probably not too happy the fact that they took those call letters, waxy, and then just let them go. In fact, what it became right. big, right? What used to be waxy. That's right. And now waxy is that abortion across the street that nobody even owns, that Jefferson Pilot, that Dennis Collins couldn't make into a real radio station, so they leased the time to a bunch of sports wannabes. Oh, my God, like Joel Feinberg in that crowd over there. Stu Gotts got lots of money. It's all daddy's, by the way. Stu's Gotts, lots of daddy's money, just like the Beast. Can't stand these punks, these Jewish punks with rich daddies, man. Makes me sick. My daddy was a relatively a schlepper. He didn't leave me. A, in fact, he died penniless, I'm sure. Died yeah. in a nursing home, I found out. Did he? Yeah, I told you that. Yes, he did. And, I, and after I found that out, I really oh! got excited. 
Good. I hope every last second was as miserable as uh, oh it could possibly be. What a bastard. 20 till 11. <laughs> I'm letting it all out today because now that we know those trends are coming at 11.30. You know, what, what's Joe Bell going to do? How long is he going to walk around pretending that the sky ain't falling, huh? He's like you... chicken little in reverse. You want to ask him? He's in here. Is he really? Yeah. When are you going to get with it, Joe, and stop letting a bunch of children running that place? Robert Creeper keeps putting Geldy on every day, and then I find out today that they're best buddies, which is why we got uh, Robert's making all programming decisions. Let's have some adults running the joint for a while, Joe, just for a couple of no. months, see if we can do any better. No? Okay. Sorry. We can extend your show to 4 o'clock. Yeah, we can extend my show. I already told Clarence I'll do that one day a week. 10 to 4 sounds good to me. One day a week. Cool. Okay. You just heard it. There it was, right on the air. Joe Bell says, I'm working Wednesdays, 10 to 4, off the rest of the week. <laughs> what, are you, what are you laughing about? I don't think that's what they had in mind. No, no. Off Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, Wednesdays, 10 to 4, for the same cash. I was thinking more like Monday through Friday, 10 to 4. Yeah, I was thinking more like 10 to 11 sounds good to me. I'd do a hell of a show. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> It'll be Just tight. your ass every day for an hour. It'll be a tight hour. The next in thing, a kosher phone. Oh, God. This, you think that the thing with a uh, prayer was good? Wait till you hear this story from Jerusalem. I'll send you page two if you want it. Oh, I do want it. All right, here it That's comes. right up my alley, Sally. Anyway, 1041, 19 to 11. We got the big O uh, oh. auditioning at 2 this afternoon because we just can't make up our mind. Then we got Mad Dog at Hooters and Doral, 4 to 6.30. Panther preview. The Panthers, they keep their seven in a row, and yet they keep falling farther behind. I don't get it because Montreal, Jersey, and uh, Tampa all won last night. So now they're eight points out of the playoff, but they're doing their best. They're kicking ass. Panthers at Carolina, 7 o'clock tonight. Although we got the Marlins exhibitionist game with the Texas Rangers on AM 1360 on the cat on KAT. And we're pretty embarrassed about that. Yes. She's a smoking little pistol, isn't she? Really, though, we're just like any other couple. You're the latest hot couple in Hollywood's eyes. Even better than the Billy and the Ashton Surprise. Brad said we're just friends, silly, got between her thighs. And now she's with child and her name's Angelina Jolie. Their sex at that hotel really caused quite a fervor. She was screaming so loud that the staff overheard her. They called the police and they all did agree. You'd best bring a muscle if you bang Angelina Jolie. Oh, Brad put Jen on the shelf. He kicked her to the curb. And he picked up a mill. That horny Tomb Raider's been worldwide a-horning Oh, Brad doesn't mind the baby, looks a bit Chinese It's like joining the U.N. moving in with Angelina Jolie Hey, where, where are the kids? I saw them, the lady across the street She said how much she liked them well, We have buffaloes of kids When are you going to find time to ignore their kids? Our kids are really... Track. Are you ready, kids? Yeah. 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 10.48 at QM. Tremendous response on that Dreamfield pasta that I put on the website. None. 
Just you. You and me. We both had it yesterday. It. it was great. Well, it's okay. I don't, they're I don't lost. Really care. I mean, we're trying to save your lives out there. In the meantime, they want to talk about stupid crap like candy bars. Let them get fat. Let them lose yeah, their Yeah, let you folks die, okay? Let you croak a wicked horrible yeah, death. They're we're animals we're anyway. We're the best we can to stay alive. Although, I'll tell you that um, Hershey's with toffee and almonds. Pretty good. The next in thing, a kosher phone that merges. What the hell was Joe doing in there? Stopping by to say hi is, you know, that everyone's gathering for the trends that are going to be coming <laughs> Oh, yeah. Get your hopes up. Not. Remember that song, High Hopes, by Frank yeah. Sinatra? Uncle yeah. told me if I ever have another problem getting into the magic room over here, I'm welcome to use his executive washroom. Really? Uh, well, we're just to, just to make a deposit on his desk. I got it here. I'm going to buy I'm going to buy a special anything role. about uh, getting your contract re-up? No, I didn't say anything about that. taken care of? No. no that, that's instead of a contract, I get to use his toilet. Oh, that's good. And what about Josh? Does he get to, like, uh, pee outside uh, outside his door? Josh can hang it out the window. I bet you Zach will be out there waiting with a Dixie cup. Jerusalem. It sounds like the setup for a punchline. What do you get when you cross an ultra-Orthodox rabbi with a mobile phone? But the kosher phone is real, and developers are serious about looking Israel. beyond the religious... Israel. Just ask Gary Sarner. He'll tell you. He might even call you from his kosher phone. They're serious about looking beyond the religious enclaves of Israel. Some Arab companies even have inquired about the phone's main feature, keeping out sex lines and other worldly temptations. And, of course, we know those uh, Arabs don't want no part of sex. That's why they re reproduce like rabbits, and that's why they're waiting for them seven virgins. After they blow themselves up. Oh, surprise! Didn't work out. There's interest out there in a conservative phone. <laughs> a conservative phone. It's one where the, uh, the, the mouthpiece tilts to the right. Said Abrasha Burstyn. I wonder if he's kin to Ellen Burstyn, the chief executive officer at Mirrors Communications Limited, an Israeli suburb of Motorola, and pioneered the kosher kosher mobile that debuted last year. The phones carrying the seal of approval from Israel's rabbinical authorities, they have the circle you on it, I'm sure, have been one of the most successful mergers in technology and centuries-old tradition in the ultra-Orthodox Getsky community which is most widely recognized by the men's black garb based on the dress of 19th century European Jews. The black garb, the long beards, the bad smell. The kosher phone is stripped down to its original function, making and receiving calls. There's no text messaging, no Internet access, God forbid, no video options, no camera. More than 10,000 numbers for phone sex, dating services, and other offerings are automatically blocked. A team of rabbinical overseers make sure that the list is up to date. Yeah, I, I'm guarantee you they're making damn sure. They're checking them all out. These are the same Rebbies who have told followers to score on television and radio, but mobile phones are considered just too essential in one of the world's most tech-friendly nations. The ultra-Orthodox account for about 7% of Israel's 7 million people. Now, MIRS is thinking bigger. Talks are underway to introduce a kosher phone to Jewish communities in the U.S. and other nations, possibly later this year. Israeli Arabs, about 20% of the population, have also taken notice of the phones as a possible option for those trying to protect conservative Islamic sensibilities. Yeah, it's got like a little burqa over the headpiece. Some Arab cell phone providers see the same attraction. They've sought information from emirs, uh, as in Kushmir and Tochas, via envoys from Jordan, which has a peace treaty with Israel, said Burstner, declined to give further details of the contacts. This is a unique product for a unique brand of customer, he said, but we see some potential beyond this niche market. The kosher phone is an example of demand leading the way for supply. Well, be sure and tell Gary Sarner about this. Maybe we can get him on the air. Can't get anything else on the air. Maybe we can do this. In late 2004, a special rabbinical panel was formed to study how to bridge the need for cellular phones and ultra-Orthodox codes. The community was torn. Some saw the phones as a non-threatening convenience. 
Others believe that sophisticated third-generation phones offered an unhealthy freedom, the ability to download pornography or allow young people to make furtive contact with the opposite sex, which is highly restricted in ultra-Orthodox society. But boy, once they do start making contact, they just don't stop. That's why they got like 18, 20 kids. Well, what, what is that? That's somebody blowing a chauffeur. Oh, that, oh it's, uh, I thought it was outside my window here. It's you. You're, <laughs> get out of here with that crap. It's the wrong holiday. It's coming up for Pesach, baby. Get your Pesadiki candies. Put them on the list. The conservative magazine family called the multitasking new phones a candy store for the evil impulse. See? Mm-hmm. The rabbi's solution, find a cell phone that's only a phone. They saw the future. They were frightened, said one of Israel's most prominent attorneys, Jacob Weinroth, who was asked by the rabbi to approach Israel's four main cell companies with the idea of the pared-down phone. In ten years, we may have commercials coming over the phone. Maybe gambling, dating, God forbid. The community wanted to keep the cell phone, but not allow this commercial world to enter their communities through the phone. Mirrors, Israel's smallest cell phone in terms of market share, was the first to take the challenge. But instead of simply blocking the non-call services, the new phones were specifically engineered with hardware to prevent upgrades or sharing chips with other handsets. The kosher phone was already last March backed by an unusual sales force, 80 men and 10 women from Israel's ultra-Orthodox neighborhoods who went through a crash course in cell phones and door-to-door pitches. The classes were arranged to accommodate synagogue prayer schedules and Torah studies. By summer, more than 20,000 kosher phones were sold, but it was just a foothold in an estimated market of at least 180,000 cell phone users among Israel's half a million ultra-Orthodox. Two of Israel's other three cell phone players have also developed their own kosher phones. The options now come in a range of styles and colors from uh, black to enamel red. Oh, if you think about it, the ultra-Orthodox is not going to go to movies and other things. These days, the kind of phone you carry is part of who you are, said, what's this guy's name? Shalom. Some rabbis didn't like it, but that's reality. It's the world in which we live. It's one little tiny step out of the Stone Age, out of the 15th century. What would, what would you, who would you, that would be a good one. Who would Jesus call on his cell phone? WWJC. Oh, here's from Sean again. Uh, another poll. He says, please advise your listeners to use cautionary ordering from the Old Time Candy website. Aha. Uh-huh. Order is a small amount, order a small amount first to assess the quality. My girlfriend ordered a ton of stuff, and most of it was stale on arrival. Well, at least at least it wasn't uh, thanks to us because obviously it was before we talked about it. Right. Also, can it be possible list of hated athletes omitted Jack Tatum. At least O.J. had the decency to do his murdering off the field. Didn't brag about it afterward. I see. I'm much in agreement about Babe Ruth. He was a drunken, gluttonous, syphilitic whore chaser and still the world's greatest baseball player. Imagine Babe Ruth on steroids. Had he never hit a single home run, he still would have made the Hall of Fame as a pitcher. People forget his early years. He was lean and fast. The same year he hit 59 homers. He had 16 triples and 17 stolen bases. Okay, thanks, Sean. And the pile of the uh, poll is uh, marginal. So, okay. Okay. so, again, be careful if you order from uh, Old Time. Well, that, they're calling it Old Time Candy. That's right. <laughs> so it's the uh, truth in packaging, I guess. Right? right. And you were wondering how they have all that stuff. And yeah, not it's, making it's it been anymore? hanging around a long time. Yeah. <laughs> a giant warehouse full of that stuff just sitting there. Yeah, just been sitting there in the sun. Kind of Johnny Rotten. What movie should be compulsory viewing for all Americans? 620 votes. I don't think this is one we're going to get a lot of additions to. There could be wrong, but I don't think so. Which is good. I'm glad. I got one for the poll. I'm so tired of that. I'm so nauseous from that. It's all they got. They got one for the poll. They got five for the poll. Yeah, go stick it. Fahrenheit 9/11, 335. Godfather 95. Network 49. Josh 49. And Josh didn't even vote for it. Bowling for Columbine only 38. See that? That's scandalous. See, here's what really pisses me off. You people are in denial, all you gun huggers out there. 
Remember what I said after that episode happened in Columbine? I was on the air for a couple of days getting all bent out of shape and screaming and yelling. And then, of course, we had a bunch of copycat punks doing the same thing in other schools. And, and the public's like, uh, see, you people accept anything. Anything. No matter how aberrant, unacceptable it is, you'll just accept it. That's the American effing way, man. Kids going to school, blowing each other away just arbitrarily. Oh, I'm just uh, pissed off. People made fun of us. Uh, whatever. I'm in a bad mood. I'm going to go kill a couple of people. In fact, I wouldn't surprise me the way things are going. That's going to become, uh, especially the way the government's responding, running around the country killing all kinds of innocent people who never did anything to us. That's going to be the new hobby. Kill some people. There you go. He, he's been on it for a long time. In fact, let's start with him. <laughs> I might change my whole altitude. And then the public just takes all these things like this is the way it's supposed to be. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Civilized people don't do such crap, okay? They don't run around shooting and killing each other. Bowling for Columbine 38. Clockwork Orange 25. Gone with the wind 19. Frankly, my dear. The Deer Hunter 18. Born on the 4th of July 16, although we know who's in that. And guess what? What are you going to do about it, you fairy? Birth of a Nation 15. Roots 5. Roots. Don't you hate people that say that? Roots like roof. Is. Oh, right. up on the roof. 1984-4, and Great Expectations has got a pair. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Robert may elope before uh, they start that new schedule. We can only pray. 641 votes on the poll. We might get to 1,000. What do you think? We might. If Josh really gets behind it. If we get those naked pictures of Josh up real fast. 5670560. Oh, Don't say I didn't give the numbers out, okay? I'm giving you fair warning right now because once those trends come in, speaking of numbers, we're going to be pouring over those things. Now, here, here's something to think about. For your friends across the street, the ones that we don't give a crap about, but the ones that the sports, uh, the rest of the stations obsessed with mm -hmm. and uh, terrified of. I mean, yeah. uh, they're going to be dropping off. Well, everybody's going to be dropping off November because this trend is December, January, and February. Right. So that November, which we were kind of weak, but boy, across the street, they were like invisible. They're going to be dropping that. So they, they might throw a number in there. I don't want to get everybody uh, scared at QAM, but they might throw a little uh, sports number in there this time. Be afraid. Think. Oh, yeah. I'd be uh, peeing my pants big time. I'd be calling June Allison right now for 100 cartons of Depends. Cases. Buy them by the caseload. But some people will be a case if they get a number over there. 
I don't think we're going to do all that great. I could be wrong. Now, I don't know about us, like 10 to 3. I don't, I don't know. Of course, now that we got that revolving 2 to 4, I, well, we sure can't do worse than a 1-1 one, one, like the last couple of months, right? Right. Isn't that what Joe's philosophy is? Let, in other words, let's not do better. Let's just not do any worse than that. <laughs> oh, man. In other words, let's not win the game. Let's just play as long as we can without losing. So what would you do? Play to an endless tie. Yeah, what would I do do? I'd uh, go rob a bank. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil? Yes, sir. Is that WQAM? WQAM, that's it, the one with the Q in it. Oh, wrong number. Yeah, okay. Yes, it was. Real clever. WQAM, hello. On and our last one, WQAM, hello. Yeah, hi. Um, I had a comment about one of the commercials you guys are running. But okay, well, make it to somebody else. Very, very uh, clever, isn't it? Now they're putting some chick on there to try to pull the same crap. We wouldn't put the guy on there, so now we're going to, like, uh, you know. Let's have a... I understand you're desperate over there when you start selling those dollar hollers, and even if you get a good trend today, which I doubt, that ain't going to help. But just uh, keep it over on your side of the street, okay? Mm-hmm. we got a dividing line, okay? It's called the median. And I think your median uh, listener's got an IQ smaller than their uh, thumb size. So cut the crap. Well, they're, they're putting that in the heavy duty this week. Have you noticed that? Yes, I did. And I guess they figured because it was a some chick, some dumb bitch, that I was going to let her on the air like trash one of our fine sponsors. That ain't never going to happen. Even some of our not-so-fine sponsors, that is never going to happen. We got delay buttons, man, up the ass. We got delays right. that will go on for like 45 days if we, we wanted to. That's right. We could dump stuff that happened last week. And we can dump stuff that got on the air like four years ago. No, no, no. When you hear that sound, no. that means you've been duffed, duffed, dumped. No. Right, duffed. I think I just made up a new word for the English language. No. Right, duffed. Get off your duff and dump it. So just dump the trash over there, okay? Right there in front of it where Dennis Collins is standing. You can, that's that aroma I was smelling before. The stench of cow manure. The stench of Dennis Collins been over there at Jefferson Pilot. Who are you kidding, Dennis? You wouldn't know a radio station from, a, from an Exxon station, you jackass. Nice job, by the way, with W Snooze. As a matter of fact, now that I think about it, what was our frequency on WNWS? You're asking me? 790. Yeah. See, that, that, that's what they turned it into. A once widely listened to, although granted our median uh, listener's age was death plus 10, but nevertheless, we had big numbers, all old. But uh, a once very popular uh, news and talk station that we, like, buried at IOD. We buried them literally and figuratively. And now they've turned it into, like, oh, when it out, let's lease it out to a bunch of sports wannabe children. See, that's the problem. You've got too many little kids running radio stations. you got Clarence and Robert and the Beast. And then over there you got Stu Gotts and all these other little children wannabes, man. What, what was the uh, PD's name, Josh? The one, uh, Jeremy uh, Schmendrick, what's his name? Who? Across the street. Oh, uh... Joel Feinberg. No, no, he's he's not the PD. He's the owner. He's the uh, head honcho man. No, oh. that, that, you don't know either. Nobody knows. Nobody even knows who the hell he is. That's how big he is. And then, of course, not to mention the unctuous Dan Labaster. Wait, is it Stu Gotts the? Uh... No, not Stu Gotts. Stu Gotts is the general manager. Man, you better get your position straightened out, Mister, before uh, you meet up with Zach. Uh, who gives a? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he wants to hear you say. Over and over again. It used to be Jason Slotkin. That's why I'm very good. But so now they got yourself. some chick, I guess. Jason Salabkin or somebody like that. Salami. Oh, 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 some chick. She's the one that just called about uh, some sponsorship. Yeah, that was her. Right there. That she only wished they had on here over there. Do- how about a dime a holler? They're going to take dollar a holler to a new level across the street. A dime a holler. Any takers? No. Any interest? No. no. 
They couldn't sell a spot if they like put a gun to your head. You want to buy some spots? No. No. You think we got problems in sales? And boy, do we ever. We got Brett and Troy coming to blows there in the lunchroom. Just about. That's what we heard. Twenty-three minutes till those trends start coming out. In fact, you know something? I'm not going to say it. You know what I'm thinking. Oh, what? by the way, George, you got to do the stories for Sunday. I hate to do this okay. on here, but we had no. I, what were we so busy with? Beast was coming in there gossiping before the show. So yeah. I didn't have any log, and I never got to tell you, be sure, because uh, I'm going to Niagara for the weekend. Uh, pu- I'll have the stories on there for tomorrow, Josh. No, no sweat then. But the ones for Sunday, you got to take care of. Then I'll, I'll be back. I got you. I'm only going one day. You can lose enough in one day, man. Those evil one-armed bandits, those bad machines, man. But at least they treat you good there at Niagara, you know? They give you room and board and nice, great meals, excellent restaurants. They treat you like they, they want to have you there to lose your ass, as opposed to like a woodbine where they treat you like, eh, just give us your money, you know? And you got all those smelly, oh, God, smelly old European refugees. Man, send them back. You know, all this immigration stuff was wonderful during the uh, early part of the last century. You know, the Industrial Revolution was going on. We need all these workers. But now that they've outsourced everybody's jobs, uh, there aren't any jobs anymore, even for people like uh, who were born in the USA. So what's all this crap about? You know, illegal means illegal. Illegal alien isn't all of a sudden legal alien or like, uh, well, come on in. Forget about it. Go back to Mexico, okay? Go back and uh, teach something about birth control and cut the crap. See. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how's it going? All right. Hey, I had a radio accident on that 790. They advertised for the Dolphins that even you, a small business, can afford to advertise with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, yeah, I'll bet. They might pay, <laughs> they might pay you to put your name on there. Exactly. Happy anniversary. Thanks. Happy 30th. Now, you know, 30th is the day I should have retired. I realize that now. I look back on that. That was the, the, the demarcation point. We were kicking serious ass up until then on the air, on the website, and then all of a sudden it was like after that, okay, well, that's it. We don't like you no more. Well, okay. Well, guess what? I'll still take the money. I don't care if we have like a .02. As far as numbers are concerned, we got nothing left to prove. That's the one good thing about all these years. Even Ricky Tiki would agree with that. We have nothing left to prove. So if we, you know, go down with the Titanic, too bad. Like in the last trend, you know, we sucked wind. Sucked. But compared to the rest of the station, we were like uh, Primo, man. Keith Primo. 5670567. Oh, I, I got a big pile here. In fact, the thing about Bud Selig and that phony, uh, oh, another phony investigation. You know, somebody writes a book. Oh, well, we got to have another investigation. It's as phony as could be. Even Josh knows that. It's all about Barry's, Barry's Bond. That's what it's all about. Ward Bond. I got a lot of good stuff in here, like about, uh, what's his name? Old Max, uh, Max Mayfield, um, Mayfield. You know Old Max? No, I don't know Young Max. Yeah, you do. The director of the National Hurricane Center, that old buddy, oh, Max. Max Mayfield, you know him. The old guy with the teeth in a glass. Maxwell. He says uh, this year's hurricane season is likely to be stronger than average, but short of uh, 2005, the costliest on right? He said it would be unbelievable. Unbelievable. To have another season like that, it's not very realistic. Well, thanks God, Max, please. Say a bracha. Say a prayer and see if it helps. Maybe it doesn't help with your health, but it'll help with the hurricane season. Can't hurt. Now, what is that? Well, that's that same music. You said say a bracha. The Ketchke oh, oh. sings in here somewhere. Oh, this is the one with that, uh, I mean, uh... With the uh, chauffeur. With the guy blowing the chauffeur, it? yeah. Wow. What? What is his name? Oh, no, this isn't Maris Yahoo. This is, uh... No, what is the guy's name? Maris oh. Yahoo? Maris Yahoo, yeah. Yahoo Heifetz uh, Shepherds? That's right. Oy vey. WQAM, hello. Orthodox headquarters, QAM. Hi, Neil. Is yes. that you? Um, the you? other day on your poll where you were looking for Cracker Jack and all that, did you remember Poppycock? 
It was on there, sir, yes. We remember it, and it was on there. And don't be picking on Rick Weaver. Oh, God. WQAM, hello. Speaking of delay. Hello? He's on a two-day delay, that guy. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, I was just wondering if uh, Levi and Orlando Hernandez uh, come to this country again, uh, are we going to send them back? Yeah. Okay, George. Sounds good, huh? Now, okay. See, that's why I'm not even talking that much about it, because basically a lot of you bigots out there, all you want to do is, like, start a big simus about that in Florida, because you want to send all the Cubans back, including George, probably. I got my papers, thank you very much. Yeah, he's got his papers, okay. Invitation. He's got the Herald, he's got the Detroit Free Press, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, the New York Times, he got USA Today with all them colorful pictures in it, he's right. got the Boston Globe. I took a flight. He's got the Herald Examiner, they which they don't even make Coke. anymore, that's right. They so don't be picking trying to send people back. And by the way, sir, don't forget, Levon Hernandez won the World Series in 1987. The Cubans won it. Not the Marlins, the Cubans won it, which is exactly what he's trying to get me to say, and I'll say it, because that's Dan LeBastard again. Uh, like I said, if anybody else would have made a comment like that, they'd have been railroaded right out of town. But not Danny LeBastard, boy, because he was at the Pandering Herald. And now he's over there pandering across the street. But we got the big ingredient. We got the big, oh, okay, we don't even speak English right. He speaks like Spanglish baby talk, so there, stick that right where the pipe and don't smoke it, Joel Feinberg. And he's actually on once every couple of weeks in the afternoon when people are awake, because we got Geldy on the rest of the time, because Robert Grieper is doing something with Geldy's nose. This is Neil Rogers. It's Dave! Miami Town. At 560 WQAM. Man, I could sleep forever And I know my audience snores When I put the words and the melodies together I hear snoozing and I like the snores I like the snores I hear each time In fact, I sleep through every concert of mine And I like the snows, I like the snows Notice how solid that music is all the way through? I don't think that's by accident either. Okay, thanks a lot, Bisto. 11.17 at 5.60 WQM. We've got 13 minutes to go till the bottom of the hour. Then those trends are going to come out. Then they will fear somebody, and it won't be us. Five, six, seven. Come on, we want to take 50,000 calls between now and 2 o'clock today. It's call intensive. Now, let's see, tomorrow's April Fool's Day, and then tomorrow night we turn the clocks ahead. Spring ahead, fall back, etc. all that stupid crap. We ahead at babe time. And then uh, what else is coming up? Oh, and then Monday we got the uh, baseball season starts. Am I right? Opening day for the Marlins at uh, Houston? That's right. Pretty embarrassing because the Panthers have a game that might have playoff implications. In fact, the game's next week against the Lightning and Atlanta. And, yeah, we got to farm them out. They're farm out well, to a 1360 KOT because we got a conflict there with the Marlins playing at the same time, regular season, you know. So unlike tonight when we're putting the Marlins exhibitionist game on 1360 because the Panthers, uh, uh, when the Marlins starts, they take precedence. That's and that right. makes sense to me because who the hell cares about the Panthers? Nobody, unfortunately. They're kicking ass now. They come on real nice. 
They're going to really, they're going to miss those points that they blew when they lost all those games in the last minute. They blew all those leads. Remember early in the season, in the last uh, seconds, milliseconds of games, game after game after game, and there went a whole bunch of points down the toilet. They're going to miss those because now they're eight back. They won seven in a row and they're still eight points back. They're falling further behind. Any interest? No. No, absolutely none. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, I just wanted you to know that no market is safe from the radio geniuses out there. Yeah. In New York, about a year ago, they took CBS FM off the air, which was like a number one. It's been the top ten for the last hundred years. Right. Now they're getting Mo Howard David type ratings on that station. They went in and they fired everybody, and they just played. All right. So, yeah, everybody's... uh. Yeah, this business sucks, man. Don't ever get anywhere near it. This business blows. All right. Thanks. He's right. He's right. No matter where you go, all those South Florida's especially, if you turn on the FM, that should give you a real hint. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's an aroma that comes through your speaker when you turn on the FM, a stench. Oh, my God. And you immediately want to reach over and just uh, turn back to AM. That's the only reason we got anybody listening to AM is because FM in South Florida is so bad. Who the hell wants to listen to AM radio, man? <laughs> all these, uh, although we are HD. How many HD radios in the world? About 30, man. None of them in South Florida except I think Duff's got one. Right. I've seen two, the engineers and Duff's. Really? No. You've seen Duff's? Well, yeah. I'll send you a picture. No, no, don't do that. Put it on our website and pretend it's Josh's. Oh, good. You need color anyway to appreciate it. WQAM, hello. Hey, Uncle Neil, how are you doing today? Okay. I'm calling you with a poll suggestion. Yes. Unfortunately, from monolingual Bay County, so I'll give it to you in Spanish. Genes Mastupio, President Bush or Dan Quayle? Okay, we'll think about that one. Um, all the illegal aliens got to go back to Mexico, even if they came from someplace else. That's my solution to that problem. Send them back. Sure. And don't let them come back in. Just, I, I'm all for building that big fence. You know, mm-hmm. if it's good enough for Israel, how come it's not good enough for us? And speaking of Israel, those elections they had the other day, which was a slap in the face of Bush, they said. But nevertheless, well, how's Ariel Sharon doing? They just Who? got to uh, have an elections uh, Tuesday, and nobody's talking about Ariel Shore. Is he alive? Is he dead? Does anybody care? Oh, Is he yeah. ordering some of those Pesadiki candies from the old-fashioned uh, candy shop? Well, I'm glad that Sean faxed that in some good information, because I don't want to get our people, uh, although they won't anyway. Right. They won't order that stuff, because like the pasta, I, 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 I'm just shocked. I thought that that thing would go over bigger than Mary Tyler freaking Moore, you know what? Once I discovered Maybe. that, and I only found it by accident, and it's not a sponsor. And I may, in fact, I spent, like I told you, more for the postage to slough it all yeah. the way up here than I did for the product. And it's dynamite, and you don't have to order it online. You go to Publix and buy it. Right. Maybe that's what they're doing, and they're just eating it and not uh, telling you about it. And they're not telling us about it. No, not even, don't even have the cojones to say thank you. Not even the decency to say thanks, you old faggot. Thanks for the Dreamfields pasta. You saved my life, you miserable old piece of turd that we hate like poison, but thanks anyway. Not even that. No. So don't give me this happy 30th anniversary crap, man. That was, you talk about a, an event that didn't happen, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, all of us have events that don't happen in our mind. As we walk around day after day, we look and we see people and we think, oh, we think of events that we'd like to have happen, but it just, it just don't happen, usually. Once in a while, surprise, but not usually. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you do. Now, in Josh's case, when he meets up with Zach... I'd be real careful next time I left work if somebody, some guy, some real nasty-looking queen is hanging out by your car. Right. I'll, I'll bust a rhymes him. You're in yeah, for a bust rhymes pack. him. Give him, give him the old two-pack and a six-pack. 685. 
We need to get to what? About 800 by the top of the air will be safe. I think we got a good shot. We'll make our 1,000 today, even though this pool they don't like. They don't like Well, lately, they don't, since the anniversary show, they don't like anything. <coughs> Let's talk about illegal aliens. <coughs> Let's handle the Cubans back. <coughs> you know, all of the dry foot, wet foot, even George agrees with me. It's so asinine. You know, make up your mind. Right. It's, a, it's such a uh, cop-out, you know. That's just, right. On the one hand, they want to cover their ass, and they don't want to piss off the old uh, green-tooth Cuban crowd. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, uh, they don't want to, like, go too far right. and piss off everybody else. In the old days, it was like Russia. If you can get here, welcome here. But, uh, but now it's like half-assed. What do you mean, like Russia? Well, how about China? You want to do that with China? They're a bunch of commie pickles. No. How about that? But that was the policy. Well, it's not acceptable, no mo. No. Okay. In addition to which, how the hell do you get? How do you swim here from Russia? You don't. You defect like those uh, rubber. Those rubber rafts don't work out too well when you come you here. Don't like you don't like if you're like a chess player or an athlete mm -hmm. or some crazy guy like that. You got to jump the fence at the embassy. That's what Boris Badenov said. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. I'm calling to say thank you. I bought the pasta at the Publix in Dania. All right. Across from the uh, Dania Highway. Right. It's awesome. It they is. had all three varieties. They now, are you, are you diabetic? No, I'm not. Well, so I'm you keep diet. eating this and you won't be anyway. It'll keep you off the uh, diabetes. It's awesome. They had all three varieties. Macaroni, the elbow, the... Uh, lasagna. Fettuccine. No, they don't have lasagna. Oh, no, they're coming out with lasagna. That's the new one. Not yet. <laughs> but anyway, thanks. Okay, thanks for calling, Pally. See there, I embarrassed him into calling. Saved his life. Probably saved him from diabetes and all the complications that can follow. It's great stuff, man. My greatest discovery of my life, as far as I'm, because I'm a pasta lover. I make no uh, bones about it. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And then, of course, that low-carb sauce, if you're diabetic, that's really important, too, I guess. Because some of the sauces got a lot of carbs. So what's, what's the point of eating low-carb pasta and slathering it with, like, a, a carb-heavy-laden... Uh, Pasta sauce, right? Right. What kind of sauce? That's right. You like yours with butter and salt. That's right. Oh. What? Well, actually, you know, with, like with garlic and butter, that's good. Mm. Yeah. All that. Just a, just a little now, bit of Let me of give you like a little pointer, okay? That's really good. Okay. Because I'm sure you don't cook anything in your house. I'm sure that your wife, at least, if she don't do anything else, at least she cooks. Yes, she does. <laughs> uh, she cooks up a few surprises, too, every now and then. But anyway. Mm -hmm. In the water, when you're boiling the water for your pasta, mm -hmm. olive oil, olio oliva. Oh, just, we a, that. Just, a, just a drop. All right. Like Marlon Brando said when he was drinking the wine, just a drop. I think she might do that already. Really? She and, of cook. course, this pasta, you don't have to worry about it sticking together because it doesn't do that anyway. But it's very it, good. Huh? I said it's very good. But it's uh, good that way. It kind of like coats the pasta with a little mm -hmm. olio oliva. Mm. And then anything that you put on there, like your sauce and stuff, it's just kind of like all... Melds together. Right, and then you're shoving your meatballs and your right, sausages. sausages, a little wine, <laughs> a little sugar. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hola. WQAM, hello. Are you speaking, Neil? Speaking. Hey, Neil. Uh, I just had a quick comment about the, uh, you know, with the whole immigration debate going on, I think the one thing people have lost sight of is patience, 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 patience. WQAM, hello. Donkey bomb, yay! WQAM, hello. Uh, hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I tried that uh, Dreamfield pasta, and I wanted to say thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Okay. See, that's it. They're not going to call and say thank you because it's guys. They don't want to thank me because it'll make them sound Yay. like that, you know. And notice how quick that guy let it, did it hit and run. That's right. And, of course, the women out there, we only got about seven of them anyway. You think they're uh, 
I, I just, I'm just shocked. I, I don't really care. It's no sweat off my ass one way or the other. But I, we put the link on there. Eric did a beautiful job. Nice artwork. The whole deal right off their website. You click on that and you go to the whole thing. It's, it's great stuff. It's, it's one of the miracles that I've ever discovered in my lifetime. Really mean that. And these people, see, this is South Florida, man. Nothing will move us. We don't give a damn. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, we don't wanna. We don't wanna. God, thank God, I don't have to be there. All those years, how the hell did I survive in that toilet? You know what? Really, when you come right down to it. Without smoking dope, I have no idea. I just can't even begin to imagine, because every time I'm there for like three or four days, it seems like uh, 30 or 40 years. It seems like I'm a prisoner, like I'm, like I'm marking off the hours on the wall, like somebody on death row. God. Unbelievable. Just a hard-ass place, man. Just a hard... Anybody listening outside of South Florida, you're thinking about moving there, going there, forget about it, okay? That's my best advice. The, the greatest thing, message I can give to anybody in the world. Forget about it. Right. Just like going on a cruise ship. Forget about that, too. Same, same thing. 27 past 11. Those trends are going to... Talk about a killer, man. Those trends will be coming pretty soon, and we're going to be losing that bad November. And then what then what will the excuse be? We suck. Right. Hey, horse racing fans, we used to be great up until uh, March 1st. Now we suck. Hey, horse racing fans and poker players, Pompano Park Racing and Poker's got all the gambling action you want. And a money machine, too, man. Friday, you bastard. Absolutely. I only hope that this right tray is nice and moist. Dry pastry makes me clutch. Cut your hoist. I dropped my teeth into the soup that I'm eating. Yeah, we'd better leave before my gums start bleeding. My wife said, Moisture, you're embarrassing. They just poured out a tray of macaroni and cheese. I said I should be embarrassed at a falling apart. They should only expect no ones from a diaper-wearing part. And I might add that the diapers aren't a bad idea. I can go right now. I'll stand in here. We mosey to the car with an antenna full of flowers. For me to back down, it only takes a couple hours. She said, why can't you show me a new place, you snook? I said, try the kitchen and learn how to cook. Not that I should complain, I had enough guilt. To take home a doggy bag of fried smoke. Anyways, 11.32. Brett Oppenheim, that's Brett's last name. I just saw it on a piece of copy that they sent to me about an account that I have no idea what it's all about that starts next week. That he never asked me about. But nevertheless, that's okay. Anything for Brett. Just to get even with Troy. Okay, because Troy is busy selectively trying to destroy every account I've ever had on the air. You're doing it, Troy. You're doing a hell of a job. You and Brownie Brown. 714, 0714. Uh-oh. Don't drop one of those. What movie should be compulsory viewing for all Americans? Fahrenheit 9-11, 376. Godfather 115, Network 53, which is obviously the correct answer. Bowling for Columbine 47, which ought to have at least another 100 votes, but doesn't because you love your guns. That's right. A Clockwork Orange 26, Deer Hunter 20. Gone with the Wind, 19. Born on the 4th of July, 17. Birth of a Nation, 15. 
1984, 13, Roots 10, Roots, and Great Expectorations, 3 out of 720. We could be close to 800 by the top of the hour make our 1,000 today. That's all we care about. If we get our 1,000 votes, then we feel we've done our work, and that's it. And then we go and move on, right? Move on. Promote the rest of the schedule. Even people who aren't here anymore. Anymore, and that's it. That's all we can do. Did the Clarence come in here yet? We got some numbers starting yet, or what? Not yet. He did say 1130, though, didn't he? Yes. I have a feeling this is going to be, speaking of your uh, your Yiddish rapper there, it's going to be like Yom Kippur. I could be wrong about that. I certainly hope uh, at least from 10 to 2. That's all we care about now. We don't care about the rest of the station anymore. We used to, but uh, we paid a wicked price for doing that. Because no matter what I say, they do the opposite. So I just uh, good luck to all of them. Good luck with that sports stuff. We're just here 10 to 2. Good luck to us, right? All right. for one, uh, all for us. That's what George said. Screw them all. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Guess who it is? It's Zach for Josh. Yeah, okay. Well, calling at home. We don't take personal calls on the air, okay? Faggot. 5670560. Oh, well, he sounds like a real floater, don't he? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Man, oh, man. Maybe he can start his own airline, Zach. WQAM, hello. QAM. Is it Neil? It is Neil, yeah. Neil, I got a question for you. Yeah. Okay, good one. Good question. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes. Let me let me ask you a question uh, about this. Well, wait a minute. The last guy had a question, then he hung up. So are you going to ask it or uh, not? What, what is it, oh, 20 yeah, questions? Let, let me, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Uh, let me ask you. I, I understand that the, the Mel Martinez and the, and the Cuban community are, are going out and they're saying that, you know, that they... Uh, uh, no, no, I'm not interested, okay? Go talk to somebody else about that crap. Not interested about Mel Martinez or the Cuban community or all this immigration crap. Not interested. I'm not going to get bogged down another Alien and uh, Marielle Boatlift, all this other. Hey, Gornish Helfen, man, you might as well be farting into a windstorm. Go talk to Mel Martinez about it. Go talk to Jose Jimenez. Get out of my face, okay? Immigrants. Immigration means legal. Any country, and I've said this years ago, any country that can't protect its own borders knows nothing about security. So all this crap about homeland security and uh, terrorism and, uh, you know, checking the borders and securing the borders and knowing who's coming in and who's naughty and nice, it's all a dog and pony show, okay? It's a bunch of crap. Just like they uh, did. I never got to that story the other day about the explosives that they put through at the airport, the, the screen. No problem. Zip right. them right on through. You see that story? I got it here oh, in my yeah. pile somewhere. Oh, yeah, dirty bombs. Undercover investigators slipped radioactive material enough to make two small dirty bombs across U.S. borders in Texas and Washington State in a test last year of security at point, American points of entry. They're just giving you a bunch of bull crap, okay? If you believe that the government is securing you, just go fly somewhere, go to the airport, and take a look at the people they have screening the, uh, the, the uh, passengers, okay? Take a look at those people and ask if you would place your life in their hands, okay? I'm going to tell you right now the answer is no. absolutely not. My God. I'm going to tell you right now, if I was like at my bank's ATM taking out like $50, I'd be in and one of those people whose screener at the airport was standing behind me. I'd be like doing a green apple quick step. I'd beeline it out of there. I'd hightail it in the other direction. Get my drift? See what I'm saying? What are you saying? Forget about it. Homeland security, my ass. It's a delusion. It's a mirage. And by the way, don't stay at the mirage. Although they, have the, they still have those Bengal tigers there? I don't know. White tiger. The, uh, they started eating, you know, sick They started eating people. Oh, God. 
Especially that uh, Siegfried and uh, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, what's his He's name? another one, Siegfried and Roy. That we don't hear nothing about no more, and thank God for that. Good Actually, show. I just saw something. I don't know yeah. where I saw it, but he, he was walking around, and it, it was yeah, very no, scary. No. Feeling much better. Yeah, but it was kind of frightening. After he got attacked by that tiger. Well, let me ask you this question, Roy. What are you going to do about it, you fairy? WQAM, hello. Hitler! WQAM, hello. Hey, Maybe you could t- hook Gilbert up with Prozac Ron. They're a good pair. And and the robber would be good. Maybe they'll yes. cancel each other out. QAM. Hey, Neil. How you doing? All right. Hey, I want to know uh, your opinion. What what, what, do you, what, what worries you more, uh, North Korea or Iran? Oh, God. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hello, Neil. I take it right from our president, sir. What me worry? That's my philosophy. I don't worry about nothing. Yes, sir. How you doing, Nick? I'm worried, uh, more worried about Robert Grieper than either one of those things. Yes, sir. Listen, uh, yesterday I saw I'm that listening. you have in, uh, in the Internet, I mean, in the website. And listen, you opened my eyes when it comes to this Bush uh, stuff, man. I mean, this guy is incredible, man. I commend him for the job you're doing on this radio station, man. This, you, 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 you <laughs> yeah. Man. You are the man. Okay, communista, communista, okay. Bugaron, left that out. You're, you're, I mean, well, what's the point of beating yourself over the head with a, you know, banging your head into a brick wall, trying to, you know, like trying to sell farfel to a bunch of goyim? It's, uh, forget it. Ain't going to work. Like trying to sell halavat the North Pole. Forget about it. It just ain't going to happen. And I learned that lesson a long time ago, about, what, about a week? WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, just wondering about your question yesterday regarding athletes and sharing rooms. Yes. Did you get an answer? Well, I, it wasn't a question. It was a fact. It's a fact. No, 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 no. But in baseball, they definitely do not share rooms. No roommates. I traveled with a team for four years, and they don't. Hockey they players don't. do. Well, maybe they do, but baseball don't. I'm, I can guarantee you baseball doesn't. Hockey, maybe, yeah. Well, baseball used to. I know that. And I can't believe that living here now, I have to watch the Montreal Canadiens be the ones to do in the Florida Panthers. Meaning what? You're not from Montreal, are you? Because <laughs> I'm from there, and now I live here. Oh, God. Well, you know, that may be an improvement. I mean, I can't think of too many places where it would be an improvement, but that could be a step up. Oh, come on, Neil. You, you like Montreal. I do? Are you kidding me? You must. If they took, all, if they took all those frogs out of there, it would be okay. It's a beautiful oh, city, but the I... people there suck. I know you say you don't, but I know you're down deep. You must like it. No, no, I don't. I hate it like poison, all those obnoxious frogs. I mean, you go to the casino there, and they speak to you in French, and then you tell them, I'm sorry, I speak English, and they'll speak English for about two minutes, and then they'll start with a French crap again. Here's a if suggestion. They, if you don't speak French, then they want to kill you. Here's a suggestion. Don't go to the casino. The rest, the rest of the town's great. Okay, I'll take your word for it. And by the way, the ugliest people I have ever seen in my life. Oh, Jesus. Holy cow. I mean, if you can't get, like, we did that pull on candy yesterday, maybe that should have been on there. Your favorite candy is eye candy. Since you used that spray, I hate that. But right. but it fits right in there. Sure ain't no eye candy. There's eye cankers in Montreal. Oh, my God. In fact, you look at the people there and you want to say, uh... No, that's not what you want to say. I mean, like here in Toronto, man, oh, my God. Your tongue would be on the top of your shoes drooling at the beautiful people. See, the, the impression is that the Canadian women are all like real dikey looking and dress real dikey and stuff. And there, are, there is definitely a category of those people. But just like Berlin, the young people here are just unbelievable looking. And I'm talking about people from like all over. Especially the, the, the mixed breeds. Remember I told you about that? Right. 
like uh, Asian and uh, uh, Canadian uh, mixed, you know, half and half. Mm-mm. I can't tell you which half is the best, but I'm working on it. Oh, there's Bubba's going to be over Larry King. Now, if he tells some tales, will those be Bubba Mices? Cute. Guy from Montreal is living in South Florida. Well, he ought to be used to all the uh, the uh, language hate. This is Neil Rogers. I'll right in. Hey, enough with the Panthers already. When the hell does a baseball season begin anyway, huh? And now, a gentle reminder about daylight savings time. Sunday, 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 Sunday is daylight savings time. Big excitement. Moving the hands of your clock ahead one hour. Unless it's a digital clock and then you just have to press some button. Either way, the big day is Sunday. Sunday. Daylight savings time. Sunday, Sunday. at 2 a.m. But you don't have to stay up until 2 a.m. to set those clocks ahead. No. 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 Do it before you go to sleep on Saturday. Saturday. Right. That's what most people do anyway. But either way, you're losing an hour. Hour. It's a big lost hour. The most exciting day of the year. It's all Happening on Sunday. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Or better yet, tomorrow night when you go to bed. I think okay. I just found a great column here that I might want to read. I don't want to like do any reading on here. How are the numbers coming in yet? I have some twelve plus numbers here. And uh, they're twelve plus. We are like one tenth of a point higher than the previous trend. Woo! A tenth of a point higher. Let's play Jackie Wilson in higher and higher. Come on, man. We're number uh, fourteen, and we're proud of it. Anyway, Tom Hartman writes, today's immigration battle, corporate, corporatist versus racist, and laborers left behind. I kind of like this, I think. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm reading it as I'm going along. Uh-huh. We, I your buddy uh, Doug Thompson had an article today about 9-11 that I just totally disagree with, and I didn't put it on there. I mean, not that I have to agree with every article I put on our website or that I'm going to read on the air, but it helps, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see what came over to you. Let's see. Oh, go away. Go away. Don't worry, Josh. I'm not a stalker. I'm going. To, I'm not going to call in the show like the fake caller just called in. You are cute, but not cute enough to stalk. It's all fun and games. Oh, this is the real Zach in Miami. That was phony mm-hmm. Zach. Right. Now we got Zach. Uh, Zach wannabes, just like we have uh, wannabe Eddies. I listen to the show every day, so if you have a chance, a change of uh, it a says chance, chance of but heart. I'm sure it means change of heart. Right. Just let me know. Change of heart for what? You know, if he decides to go gay. No, he's not. I can stop by the show one day and bring you lunch, but only if I'm invited. The answer, Zach, is no. Go away. He's knocking the collar. However, I do hear it in your voice. The butch mean ones are always the biggest queens. Oh, boy. If you want me to fax you my phone number. Oh, jeez, God. Now, that's definitely from a Zach Krantz across the street. We've yeah, right. I've seen him. Doesn't he have a wife? I don't know. I don't think so. Zach Krantz? Don't know. In his, he's got, in his pants? Oh, this is a long column. It's on our website tomorrow. It's too long for me to read. It's very long. But can I read just one thing? Both the corporatists and racists are fond of the mantra, there are some jobs Americans won't do. It's a lie. Americans will do virtually any job if they're paid a decent wage. This isn't about immigration. It's all about economics. Industry and agriculture won't collapse without illegal labor, but the middle class is being crushed by it, by illegal labor. Oh, God, right. I like this column. I read the yeah, whole thing. Do it. It's good. Well, you. I don't want to do it right now. I don't want to get into this whole immigration thing, okay? It's not It's not a South Florida topic that is... Double you, dog dare you. Discuss intelligently. I beg your pardon? I said a double dog dare you. Yeah, dare you this. Dare this. Dare to be great. Like Ben Turner. Get a hair lift first and dare to be great. 7.59. Like Robert Creeper. Get a hair lift. Oh, there's Stephen Harper. In what a jackass. Hey, Stephen, you idiot. God. I got that story about him. Let me see if I where I put that in my. Uh, I'll, I'll put that to the top of my pile. Oh God! 
Remember I told you about that this morning? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, of course, we got the story about this, the Hadley memo about uh, Bush knew that uh, Iraq didn't have the, you know, it's, that, it, what's the point? What is the point? Just keep repeating the same things over and over again, and the people out there who don't want to believe it aren't going to believe it. Oh, yeah. Prime target, Canadian Prime Minister assassinated in video game. This is from Canada.com. Prime Minister Stephen Harper should hope life doesn't imitate art. We will be cooperating on issues of importance. Now, now wait a minute. What, what language is he speaking in? Is he speaking in Spanish or is he speaking because he's in Mexico? Is he speaking in French? Because, you know, they're very fond of doing that here, the politicians, like his predecessor, Paul Mar Martin. His name was Martin. He's another frog, a Quebecer. Anyway, that guy from Montreal, man, no, no, don't kid yourself. It's a, it's a beautiful, well, it's really not beautiful. It's old and dilapidated is what it is. Montreal, and that's why all the English-speaking people from Montreal are busy coming here now. They don't want to hear that frog crap anymore. They don't want to be persecuted because no parlez-vous français. It's a toilet. A new top-selling video game kicks out, kicks out, though they do have good restaurants, with a bang, a few bangs, actually, with the assassination of the Canadian Prime Minister, speaking co uh, continental, uh, sparking continental turmoil that only an elite group of soldiers can undo. The kicker, the fatal shots are fired as the Prime Minister meets the Mexican and American presidents at the landmark summit in Mexico, the same place the real-life Mr. Harper wraps up a meeting with Bush and uh, Fox today. The video game Killing appears in Ghost Recon, Advanced Warfighter, the latest game inspired by thriller author Tom Clancy for the Xbox 360 system. The game, held by some reviewers as the best of its kind to date, has sold almost 50,000 units across Canada since its March 9th release and is already the most popular game for the Xbox 360. Ghost Recon, Advanced Warfighter. The real-life Prime Minister's office had no comment on the game. For those thinking of buying it to see the assassination, well, you never actually see it. That part of the storyline merely sets up the game. In fact, the similarities between the real-life and video game scenarios begin and end with the three leaders meeting in Mexico. In fact, they're on the stage there right now. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Don't say it. In the game, the Continental Chiefs are in Mexico City to sign the North American Joint Security Agreement. Softwood Lumber didn't make the agenda. Things are going smoothly until Mexican rebels storm the leaders' rendezvous and kidnap the American and Mexican presidents, assassinate the Canadian Prime Minister, and leave it up to the game player to save the day. The game was designed by Ubisoft, the worldwide firm with a flagship studio in Montreal that employs 1,400 people. And no, it wasn't the Montrealers who designed the game. It was created in France. Aha, France in your pants. Adrian Fernandez-Lacy, senior coordinator for Ubisoft in France, said Canadians shouldn't take offense to the assassination. Oh, I don't think most of them would. <laughs> oh. The other leaders had to live to keep the game's tension high. Mexico's president needed to hang around and allow conflict with the rebels, while the U.S. president had to remain alive because the elite group of soldiers charged with the rescue are Americans. Basically, for the game, the Canadian guy was the only one we could actually sacrifice in the story. He said, we weren't being malicious or anything like that. No. In fact, it was Mr. Fernandez-Lacy who took offense at first because he was born in Montreal and is half Canadian, half Mexican. He joked with the game's creators about hitting him on two fronts. When they first sent me the scenario, he, he said, look, you're invading my country and you're killing my prime minister. He said, well, and then he thought better because there's big bucks in that. So there you go. You're going to go out and probably get a copy of that for your Xbox 360. I, I can't that. believe it's nine minutes till the hour and I don't have uh, anything. The only things I want are men 18 plus and persons 2554. That's all I want. Right. All I need. Like the Temptation cool. said, all I need. I ain't got none yet. What? I ain't got it yet. Well, what do you got? What do you got? A smile, Nothing. a crown, and anything? Anybody they, giving you? They like... let me look at the 12 plus numbers and then yank them right back out of here. 769 votes on the poll. We need to be close to 800 by the top of the hour. We'll never do that. We're close. You know what I'm saying? No. Well, I'm saying we'd like to get that thousand again. They puts a feather in our cap. 
It's about the only thing we got to hang on anymore is those feathers. And by the way, they might actually have the bird flu. WQAM, hello. Jumbo! See, it was really good that it was like isolated like that in the middle of uh, nowhere, like That's in the right. desert, which would be a good place for him. Clean extraction. Just tragic. Just really beyond tragic. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, listen. Most of your listeners aren't as well off as you are. So by you saying that you don't believe in God, and, and that's not helping us. We're not, we're, we don't have two more God. <laughs> oh, I actually, so in other words, I believe in God. You got more money yet? No, well. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go back and play with your boyfriends, okay, if you can find any equipment. <laughs> Do you think they come up with that stuff in the committee meeting or uh, oh, individually? I don't know. They're just hanging around, hanging out. Brian Ling, let's see, I bought your CD and a couple of T-shirts for a good cause. Too funny, it says. Green, uh, no, see, it's not Greenfields, it's Dreamfields. It says, Dreamfields pasta is great, but do not add olive oil. It stops the pasta absorbing the juice in the sauce, and the meat will not stick to the pasta on the fork. Well, I don't know, it seems to work for me. I refuse to listen to Curtis Stevenson, and worse yet, Lenny Martez. Too much Red Bull or caffeine, and more squeaky than Geldy. <laughs> Curtis is squeaky? Well, he's child. Curtis can't string a sentence together without taking a breath every three or four words. It's like Morse code of speech. I'd like the revolving door at two to four, except for Curtis. Kids don't belong, it says. Oh, this must be from Robert. Happy 30th. I've listened to 26 of those great years. It's my 51st birthday tomorrow. Oh, I see. April 1st. Ha-ha. Whatever that means. Do you know what that means? I don't know. Regards, Brian Ling, ex-Christine Lee's band. Did they have a band at Christine Lee's? You asking me? I, I, I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. In addition to which, that's, uh, I, I just don't get it. Okay, thanks a lot, uh, Brian Ling, whatever, Ling Ling, whatever you're all about. I have no idea what that means. I don't see any numbers coming yet, and it's almost noon. This is called untruth and packaging. I just uh, stuck them in the machine there. They just You, you stuck them? Yes. Who's Zach? Well, that yes. is so sad. From now on, just, just Schmidt can. Those yeah, I had a plan. Because you're encouraging him by doing it. But, you know, Josh is going to start getting a complex. 777. No, it's, it's just unfair. It's just uh, nasty is what it is. You know, I mean, Josh Cordes is straight as an arrow. He's getting plenty of action. He, and from uh, females, he's not interested in any of you faggots out there. Go away. Very simple. You know, that, that's something. He doesn't have to say it. I'll say it for him. I could have said it better myself. Yeah, there you go. So just all you queens, go away. Go uh, hit on somebody else that might be interested. He's not. Because that, see, and of course, this is uh, obviously the whole things are put on because, you know, they intended right. to give fags a bad name. We already got enough of a legitimate bad name. I mean, when somebody says no, that's all it should take, once, unless they're really hot, which leaves you out. Okay, let's see what we got, speaking of hot. I bet they're not going to be too hot. Men 18 plus, this is overall. Dun, da, da, da. Don't see them on the first page, although look at the drop that IOD took to what we say, because it's not important that we do well, but that they go in the crapper. Right, and I haven't looked at these yet, so... And you see, this is dropping off that hurricane stuff. So people don't want to give me a sound answer about, oh, don't talk about the hurricane and the ratings. <coughs> there were a couple of months ago. What are you going to use for next month's excuse? Yeah. No, we, our excuse is we suck, okay, and we admit it. <coughs> At least I do anyway. CMQ6364 in this trend. They're going up a little every uh, month. Number one, CMQ. No spaghetti and glaze. We've got no hope. Look at that. Flat, men, 3-0 to a 3-0. No change. No change. The Q went down a little bit, and uh, time spent listening went up a half an hour. But uh, Q went down. 3-0, 3-0. What about Waxy? 
in men, huh? This is men 18 plus, of course, which includes all those old farts, which is probably why Radio Mambi will do okay on it. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. They're number three now, Radio Mambi. That's the highest they've been the last three uh, trends, the last three months. 5.0, my ass. See, that's why this isn't all that significant, the uh, men. You know what I'm saying? Because 18 plus means 18 up to 100. Radio Suave, that Columbia stuff, went from a 2.8 down to a 2.2. They dropped off. Uh-oh, waxy. Damn, ba -da -ba. Men 18 plus, 1.8 in the fall. 1.6 in the last trend, 1.9 this time. They're uh, almost at a two share. They're getting really dangerous. What do we got? We got a um, three, and they got a 1.9. Starting to tighten up just a little bit. They're doing the tighten up with Archie Bell and the Drells. 850, boy, there's consistent. Three uh, trends in a row, 0.5. That's a oh. 0 0.5. How about Radio uh, America? Scare America. How are they doing? INZ. Seen them yet on here? I don't see nothing. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. INZ. 2.7 down to a 2.1 down to a 2. Oh. oh, boy. Dropping, 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 dropping. Just like Duff's pants. 11.57 at QM being... This is Davy Jones of the Monkeys. Whenever I'm in Miami, I listen to WQAM's Neil Rogers Show, 12 to 1 hour. First, we introduced you to the new Gillette Fusion. Pressure caused irritation, but the Fusion had five blades spaced closer together for less irritation and more comfort. But now, Gillette brings you the all-new 25-blade Fusion Power Extreme Plus Plus. Throw out that old five-blade Fusion and your lawnmower. That five-blade shaving technology was oh so one month ago. Step into the future with the new 25-blade Fusion Power Extreme Plus Plus. I know what you're thinking, does it really make a difference? Just listen to these satisfied guinea pigs. Fred said it was the best shave he ever had. The only problem is I cut off my lips. The only problem is I cut off my lips. But feel my face. No, I'm not sure what he said. When you feel this razor across your skin, you'll know something's different. You'll have no choice. It all happens with three easy steps. Apply the Fusion Hydra Gel. Then shave with the 25-blade Fusion Power Extreme Plus Plus. Then stop the bleeding and run to the nearest blood bank for an emergency transfusion. Hey, sir, would you like to try the new 25-blade Fusion Power Extreme Plus Plus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. All right, here you go. Oh, that's a lot, please. Oh, 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 Try the other side. Oh, the new 25-blade Fusion Power Extreme Plus Plus. Available at CBS, Red A, Dwayne Reed, and the Home Depot. 501 at 560. Get the one with the 75 blades, man. Just to tear your face to smithereens, to ribbons. <clears throat> What's the one that Josh has got? You got the one with, well, you like the ones with the batteries. Yeah, I, I got the new one. I got the Fusion, the five-blade. with. I just bought We that got that. the Fusion with the battery-operated one. one. That's what like I just bought, yeah. Wife keeps mm. stealing it, too. Take it into the bedroom. No comment. Anyway, look at this. Men 18 plus. Day parts. Okay, now I extrapolated ours. We had a good month. We did a 5.9 in uh, February. It's pretty good. We're back. Because mm -hmm. that means uh, men 25.54, we probably did well. I don't know yet. But pretty good. Uh, see, I told you we're like, okay. <laughs> Not great. Okay. But we're back. At least we're back on the map. Back on the radar. Don't blame the hurricanes now for those bad months in October and November. Uh, WIOD, what is this, in the morning? Oh, they, they took a, a wallop. All right. Wrecked them. See? That's where they took it, too. 
And look at this. What did I just get through telling you about men 18 plus and how bogus that demographic is? What's number one? Radio Mambi. All the old green tooth Julios. We know you're listening to me, but you're putting down Radio Mambi. You're not fooling anybody, okay? You green tooth domino playing old Julios. Comunista, Comunista, Bugaron. Yeah, we know. Tired and old. That's you. I'm getting old, too. I'm getting tired of it. Sick of it. Hot is number two. They went zooming up there. This is men 18 plus in the morning, 6-3. Where's the humper on here already? Is he on the first page? No. Oh, God. IOD went from a 5.3 in the fall, which we know is bogus, hurricane, and then a 5.3 last time, down to a 3.6 from number four to number five to number nine. Look at that. Robert Creeper is probably screaming all of the hood. Nine. Yeah, that's the IOD. They suck. Radio Cubia La Cubanissima is up there. There's, oh, God. CMQ, look at that, 5.4. How about Ron and Paul? They had a good uh, men 18 plus. They went from a 4.8 to a 5.3. They're number five, Ron and Paul. And they're so tickled to death that Stern is off of uh, regular radio. That's the only chance they got is when Stern is off. Let's see. Uh, coast. Uh, oh, geez. We continue declining in the morning. Declining. Now, do you want the extrapolation? You want me to tell you what we did? I can tell you. Do it. Uh, 3.5 and 2.1 is what? 5.6? You can do it! Oh, oh, I can. I'm a wizard at math. 7.5, you subtract 5.6, gives you a 1.9 in February for the humper. 1.9. Oh, not 6 to 10, though, of course. And uh, oh, In fact, let's take a look in the morning and see how the other uh, sports Estacion did. Huh? Let's take a puke at their number in the morning. We got a 2.5. Let's see Joe Rose and all those high-paid guys with those dollar-a-holler spots. What do they got? Oh, geez. 1.9 to a 1.6 to a 1.8. They're about flat. They're about as uh, where they're going to be. So guess what? Both shows are sucking wind, if you ask me. I mean, that would be my analysis. They're sucking wind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The big one. That was funny. Holy cow. Those numbers are uh, pitiful. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So Radio Amor is number three in men in the uh, morning and uh, CMQ. Now, nobody speaks English in that town. Forget about it, okay? That's why we got them little Julio sitting around there with a big jug of Vaseline. Who the hell are they kidding? Midday CMQ. Oh, my. See, here it is. Here, right there in front of you. Midday CMQ FM in men, number one, with a, up from a 6.8 to a 6.9. This trend, a 7.7. They must have had about 110 share in this last trend, CMQ FM. My ass. Who are you kidding? And this guy's touting me Montreal where they don't want to speak English. And the same in South Florida. Nobody's speaking English. Speaking English! We're going to put you back on a banana boat. All you illegal aliens, George. Excuse me? IOD went from a just a joke. 8-1 to a 7-9 to a 6.0. They went from first to second, but a pretty precipitous drop in sheer IOD. All them right-wing crap. Radio Mambi, 5.5. We're uh, number four still. 4-7 out of a 4-3 up to a 5.0. There you go. Now we've got a number that counts. Love's 94, which, you, you know, any guys uh, 18 plus who listen to Love 94? Are you kidding? Magic. There you right? go, Ricky Ticky. That's because he called the show this morning. Went from a 2-9 to a 3-1 to a 4-4, all the way from 13th up to 6th in this trend. Nice going, Ricky Ticky, who told Bob Hamilton to shove it and quit playing the tremolos. Play some music somebody wants to hear once in a while. See, that's our buddy Ricky Ticky. They went up in the, uh, that's midday. What do they do in the morning? Isn't that when he's on? See, I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't, I don't listen to them, even when I'm there. Sorry, Rick. Uh, three seven to a three eight. They went up a tenth of a point. Add a boy, Rick. Slow, slow but sure gets it done, like the tortoise said, to the hair under the cap. How many? How much have we got under the cap? 
Don't you love when they call on the sports shows? Well, if they can get that, I sign him under the cap. Oh, please. Put the cap back on uh, sideways, side saddle. Did you ever see that spot, Josh, for the uh, Houston Rockets, the kid that's the, the Houston fan? No. He's sitting there with a the cap, and he turns the cap sideways, and Yao Ming is shooting free throws. And he makes the first one. The kid's got the cap on straight. He turns the cap sideways, and he misses the next one by about like 15 feet off to the left. He just throws it off to the ceiling. Like the, and then the kid is like diddling with his cap. Never saw that? No, I haven't seen that one. Uh, you better get with it, mister. You better start watching more sports if you're going to work on this station, if you're going to get that big promotion you're holding your breath for. Don't see too many uh, Houston As a matter of fact, things. by the way, Zach, you got about as much chance of uh, uh, hitting on Josh as uh, Josh has of getting that deal with power. This is, is that true. kind of like straight. That, that should uh, spell it out for him real queerly. I-N-Z, 3-0 in the uh, fall book, down to a 2-4, down to a 1-8. Radio uh, Era America is dropping like a brick, like a gigantic rock off the top of the Empire State Building. Waxy, 1-4-1-4-1-7 midday. Oh, are they making a move or what? No. No. No way. We got a 5, they got a 1-7. And that's 10-3, to 3, keep in mind. So, in other words, if right. we did a 5-9, 10-3, that means we did a 6-something in, in uh, February, we did okay. Right. Sure. Like a 6-5-ish. Like I said, start getting ready for some bonus money again here. Like a month from now. When I, huh? I'll wait till I get it to start spending it. Okay. Well, that'll be like six months from now. That's right. For me. Even if we do get it. Mm-hmm. In the afternoon, look at that. They're still number one at IOD, but look at the precipitous drop there. The uh, Rush Jr. Meister, Schmidt Meister, from a 6-1 and a 6-2 and a 1 and a 2 to a 4-8. Love, 4.7. CMQ, 4.6. Nobody's speaking English, okay? I think they ought to give $100 to every old Cuban that puts down in the diary whatever they listen to do. Then we don't have anybody speaking English that will put it. You know, give a dollar to the English-speaking people and five bucks. And if you've got a family of 85, that's like, figure that out, 430 bucks. INZ in the afternoon, 3-9 down to a 3-1 to a 3-1. Who, we don't even know who's on in the afternoon. Is it that uh, Ed Schultz guy? Ed Schwartz? Okay, I don't know. Boy. So what are they saying about this? Are they running around like chickens with their heads cut off, like with the bird flu? Saying nothing. Afternoon, QAM 3-5 in the fall, down to a 2-5, down to a 2-4. Oh, my God. And this is post-mo now. This is including a month of post-mo, as in post-mortem. Now, do you want me to tell you what they did for the month? Mm-hmm. See, I can do this because i got my extrapolations here. Not that the audience can be crap, but you might. Cock-out later? Maybe. Huh? you got your cock-out later? 2-4 times 3 is 7-2. They did a 1-8 in February in the afternoon. See, Mad Dog needs to follow me. He doesn't need to follow a revolving show that's got uh, no no consistent host with no number. He needs to be on at 2 o'clock. Don't you agree? Right. They can have the revolving two door six, at pick 5. Up six. Come on, Mad Dog. You can do it. Do it. Come on. One for the Gimper, baby. Do it. Or if not, don't do it. He don't want to do it. it I don't want to. And I don't blame him. Why the hell should he? He's getting paid a fortune to work like two and a half hours a day. Well, these guys are real geniuses, man. Joe Bell and this new crowd that came in. You guys are rocket scientists. And if we let Robert Grieper diddle around a lot more, we can be down to the, just like across the street on our sports segments. Right? Oh, yeah. We could be under two shares. We can have fractions. What did the Humper do again in uh, February, according to my extrapolation? 1.9. That's what you said. Holy. And that includes uh, the big O, who ordinarily from 5 to 7 throws a number in there. I mean, some kind of a number. It usually begins with, oh! with some kind of a number. Don't forget the big O at 2 this afternoon. He, he's been doing okay between 5 and 7, right? Yes, he has. And that's because he doesn't have, uh, what's his name, Ira Windbag on with him. See, they won't, well, now what's all this other stuff? Oh, 25 to 54, the audience is going to pass out. They're going to start eating Greenfield's pasta. What? 
No, no, this is what we want, right. man. This is what, this should tell you about your money. Don't want you to want your money, money like Tommy oh, James. Oh, I'm say. very interested in this. Well, there you go. This maybe we got a shot. Let's take a puke at it. First is twenty-five fifty-four. Because all you have to do is double it and then subtract like a, a little tiny amount. Because we don't have any women, which is not I all know. that good in one sense, really but in other sense, out. it's good because it's easy to figure it out. Now in the morning. Persons 2554, Radio Amor. See what I mean by, oh, this, this, is, this is the most heavily Julio uh, last three or four months that we've ever had in the history since I've been in this market, 100 years. Julio, 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 my God, where art, wherefore art thou Julio? Isn't that what the, what's her name said? Yeah, Juliet. Yeah. Julieta. Hot 105, 8.7, my God, it's an ethnic nightmare in these numbers. Ethnic. Big, 6.0. Look at that. They went up uh, nicely there, Ron and Old Paul. See, men, 25 persons, 2550. EDR, about flat there. They're fourth. WX, uh, DJ, no spigoting glaze. They're number five. They're dropping. Thank God. Thanks, God. Somebody's dropping in that no spigoting glaze crowd. CMQFM, though, they went up uh, three-tenths of a point to a 4.6. They're number seven. Radio Romancia, they're sucking wind. Too much of Luis Miguel, I think. IOD, dropping like a big, fat boulder in Colorado. 3.5 in the fall, 3.6 in the last trend, 2.4 down to 14th in the morning in persons 25.54 in our coveted demo. Where the hell are we, for Christ's sakes? Oh, Page Jesus two. Christ, Humper. Man, 1.6, Well, at least that's consistent. So you double it, that means we've got about a three-share in men in the morning, 25.54. That sucks. I'm not going to pull any punches anymore. That, that blows. Now, how about midday? Maybe we blow in the midday, too, huh? Not on the first page, I'll tell you that. No, we're on page two. Coming what? up. Moving on up. Oh, we moved on up. Well, that's pretty good, because that double that, you get a seven, so we got about a six, seven, six, eight. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. We'll take it. Sure as hell beats a one-something. Jesus, God, Humper, what? You could, you could put dead air on it. On this radio station, we could put the transmitter making pulsing sounds, okay, like for three hours and get better than one shares on this radio station. I mean, Mo, he get one shares, and you don't see him no more. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Humper, crank it up a little bit. Get rid of that Ira windbag. I keep telling them, please, please stop. And they won't listen to me. Oh, God, I just want to plot. But we're doing fine. Joke. What an embarrassment. I'll an say embarrassment. It. Right. So that means we we got to lead, and of course that's ten to three, George. So we got like a seven something. I'm thinking. Right. We're gonna get we're gonna get some bonus money if we do okay in March. All you people out there, please come through for us, please. Listen a lot, even if you hate us, or even if you don't. Write it down. All you people who speak English. Some of you spicks out there that you know, aren't uh, over hundred years old and aren't obsessed with Fidel Fidel comedy stuff. Please help us out, because we're up against it, man. We're up against an ethnic nightmare in these ratings. Well, we're going to start doing the show bilingual. We're yeah, just not going to tell you what the other language show. is. That's what Zach's hoping for. <laughs> and by the way, Zach, Josh says you ain't got enough money to buy him or anybody, which is probably why he's so desperate. 1213, speaking of desperate. Look at it. If we had no trade, there'd be no issues. Oh, good microphone. Fits right in, you know. Fits right in with his ambiance. Uh, do I have some bad news? If anybody has opinion, disaster. Dissenting from our way. We'll place your name into the system as enemy of the state. Don't even bother to question. Just follow unto faith. Everybody's running fast. Just USA. In the act of patriotism, 
you're watching all of you. Everyone got a suspicion. So that's what you do. This has information. And all you mindless fools. In Bush Fatherland Nation. Fascist USA. And Clinton liberals too. Believe everything we tell you. And the state run you. Rock solid. Blood war and four corporate. Fill up your escalade. A Rogan Cheney Bush venue. Fascist USA. We don't mind to see our jobs go. A bad economy's good. You fair. We're fascinated by J-Lo. Don't read no stupid books. Wreck them. All now are embracing the past American way. <laughs> Everybody's turning fascist. Fascist USA. Throw something in the life raft, please. Throw us one. What's that thing you put around your neck? The uh, safety vest. Okay. Life oh, preserver. Oh, my God. Did you look at these persons 25, 54, 3 to 7 p.m.? Yes. Read them and weep. Yes. Waxy, 1.8. They're number 21st. Now, that's not exactly. I mean, we had 1.7 in the fall book, so they're like treading water. They're down there like, uh, you know, 15 feet under the water. INZ, Scare America, that's Ed Schultz or whatever the hell, 2 3 in a fall book down to a 1 5, and they're still treading a 1 5. Air America is just about done. QAM, 2 1 in the uh, fall, this is Persons 2554. 1.7 in the last trend, and now 1.5. So of those three, they were like uh, just a, a hair below. Well, actually, our QM is higher than INZ, so how come they got them listed ahead of us? Oh, I see they have more people listening average per right. hour. Oh, how embarrassing. So we got beat both by Waxy and INZ in the afternoon between 3 and 7. And I would say right now that you people, this new regime that thinks they're so clever, you're killing one of your most important people there in the afternoon. You know what I'm saying? All right. That's what I'm talking about. They're killing them. See, they think they can continue with this revolving door, and it's real cute. And we can't. See, they like 2 to 4 is like isolated in their mind, like it's all by itself, but it's, it's not. They think it's like a separate day part, but it's not. It's dripping right down my nose. You see what I'm saying? You've got to have some kind of a lead-in, baby, some kind of a lead-in. And when the Mad Dog used to be on it, too, and have this show as a lead-in, he used to maintain those big, big, fat numbers. We were like one big happy family, baby. We were kicking big, fat, serious, smelly sports uh, talk ass at other. But no. No. Then the geniuses came in. And, of course, this precedes the first, this, this current uh, mismanagement crowd that we got. That, that, that came about with that whole deal with Joyce, you know, Joyce and Caroline. And making all kinds of threats. And then, of course, trying to keep everybody from going across the street. No, oh, gee, what do we got to do to keep you? And, and uh, But in the meantime, well, we want you to do this and that and don't say this. and Just a nightmare. Just a mess. Just a mess. And then, of course, Greg, like most people do in their lives, he, uh, you know, they kick his ass out of there. He hightails it out of the building and leaves behind like everybody's splattered all over the floor. Like people had massive, like, like E. coli, uh, like an epidemic of it. Like we were all on a cruise ship. Everybody had wild E. coli and just left a giant mess on the floor all over the building. Of course, in that building, how would you know the difference? But nevertheless, rhymes with mess. See what I'm saying? 
Yeah, what do you say? And now these guys think that by putting some 15-year-old kid in their program director who's in there with his little buddies, uh, you know, <clears throat> sitting around playing mahjong all day or spinning, uh, spinning the bottle. Hey, Zach, I'll tell you what, Josh turned you down, but I think Robert might go along with it. And Clarence. Now, the beast he's spoken for, but in his case, who the hell would want to touch that anyway? But I'm just saying, Robert and Clarence might uh, want to. In fact, maybe he could replace him in the triumvirate. Zach could come in. Yeah, there's enough of the beast to go around. Oh, God, what a thought. Jesus. How could he actually be... Well, I don't want to even say it. I don't want, I don't want to articulate the words. Forget about on the ear, just even off the ear. I don't want to say it. It conjures up such grotesque thoughts in my mind. Anyway. So, well, we did okay. Of course, a lot of that probably had to do with all that publicity. The March 1st, that big anniversary thing, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. this is Danu uh, December, January, and February, which spilled over a little. Or maybe, possibly, on the next one, we'll get the goose from that. The goose that laid the golden egg. But that, that's what they're doing. They're killing the goose that laid the golden egg. Goose Mandage. Wasn't that his nickname? It was Goose... Go uh, what was his name? The pitcher. Goose... Goose uh, Gossage. Gossage. Well, how could I forget that? I'm just sausage. Can't pass up a good goose. Goose Gossage. Yeah, I remember him. And we got Goose Mandage. <laughs> oh. So if I was Mad Dog uh, this afternoon, and he will be on from... Oh, he's not going to be in the building. Hooters and Doral. I'd come in early before the show, before I went back out there, and start punching a few people right in the puss. You're killing this man, okay? Although he is only on two and a half hours tonight, so he's probably happy. He, what does he work, like 40 days a year? He's got like a... I mean, what kind of a deal is that? Well, I'm only going to work like uh, 30 days a year. About 30, man. And, and that's it. Like the whole month of December, he was gone. Furlan Husky was sinking, singing, sinking and singing since you gone. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Boy, to see that. And, of course, that, that's not any feather in their cap over there. This uh, bastard talking any trash. Don't be listening to that crap. Because when you got a 1.8, when you're like 21st in the market or something, are you getting choked up about it or what? Yeah. Sounds sound like you're gagging. Oh, I, I don't blame you. But you shouldn't be. You should get rid of that because it looks like we might, we might be if we get a little kiss. We need a little kiss in March. Okay? Now, Zach, Zach will take care of Josh on that count. <laughs> Just a little peck on the cheek. How's that? No? No. How about like, you know, like a little wave? A little wave? Yeah, like through the window. Hey, Yeah, we'll a wave. Yeah, or maybe just flip them out one of them, like Scalia did, with that, like the fingers under the chin, you know, like that. Of course, we don't know how we'd interpret that. Bud Selig launches steroid investigation, and everybody knows it's all because of that book, okay? He had been doing squat. And, you know, I saw Joe Torrey got interviewed yesterday. He made a very good point. They only, they only changed the laws in baseball, the rules, uh, in 2004, as far as roids. So all of this stuff about what Barry Bonds did or this one did 98, you know, from the, the standpoint of, well, 2000, yeah, that, that's right. Start with penalties. They, they began drug testing in 2003 and started testing with penalties in 2004, like I just said. I finally got something right. So if they found out they were doing stuff before that, well, what difference does it make, you know? It puts a gigantic taint on these phony records, but we already know that they're phony, that we don't all of a sudden have guys like uh, Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds hitting, you know, 65 and 70 home runs and Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. Right. But, but other than that, what are they going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? That would be my question to Bud Selig. What are you going to do about it? You fail. Right. That's what I'd say to him. Right, look him right in the uh, eye. Jackass he is. What a jerk. How the hell's he still got that job, Josh? I have no idea. He's got to have naked pictures of guys that room together on the road. 
And I don't care what that guy from Montreal said. Baseball players used to have roommates on the road. No, good used call, to... sir. Yeah, well, you're, you're so full of crap. And hockey players still room with guys. They don't have their own individual rooms. Are you crazy? Good of course, you can understand that in hockey. Lower budget all the way around. Beach Ford has gone mad. It's madness in March Hall. And why are you so uptight about that anyway? Suppose they are rooming with some guy. Does that mean they're doing something in there? What I'm is uptight wrong with about you? it. I'm not uptight. Huh? What? What are you, you are about? uptight. You're like psychotic about that. I mean, a show like The Supernaturals, that's the only thing you can talk about. That's the fact that these two guys, and you keep, pretty soon they'll be like senior citizens where you keep goosing that age up there. Speaking of goose, these two 60-year-old guys are sleeping in the same room in a, in a motel. Well, whoopee-doo. In separate beds. Couple inches apart, though. Yeah, that they push it together. They got a long reach. Hey, Beach Ford has gone mad, but boy, this is it today. It's the last day of March. It's madness in March, and has been all this month at Beach Ford. They just missed breaking their record in February, so they've been working like crazy to break it this month. Right now, extended cab Ford F-150s are as low as two forty-nine a month, with nine hundred ninety-five bucks down plus fees, with approved credit and thirty-nine month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you've got to be crazy enough to take advantage of rebates and discounts of up to ten grand on all new and used vehicles, but today is the last day of March, so you better get your ass in there if you're smart. And if you're not in the market for a new car yourself but know somebody who is, send them into Beach Ford today, because if they take delivery today during this last day of March, Beach Ford will send you 200 bucks just for sending them by. Don't miss out on this once-a-year event, but like I said, today is the end. Beach Ford Madness in March. Extended cab Ford F-150 is low as just 249 a month. Discounts and rebates up to ten grand, and $200 just for sending by a friend. So hurry on in today, because this is D-Day. Beach Ford, two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street, West Dixie Highway. It's guaranteed, baby. You will love your Beach Ford experience. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. The Absolutely. The temperature is zero. It is cold. It is so freaking cold. I don't care who you are. And I cringe every time the wind blows. You fairy. In my pants, something is shrinking. I'm so cold, I can't lip sync. That's because it's zero, baby. And I cannot feel my thoughts. There's a tingling in my fingers. And my private parts are closed. Oh, my God. Oh, my nose is about to fall off. There's a cloud. Every time that I call And my hands are blue They are turning numb They might amputate my thumbs That's because it's zero, baby I can barely move my mouth Out. Yes, I need 
dog out. Even scarier news, by the way. That's Said once. It's Than the previous news. Men 18 fun. I didn't bother looking in the afternoons before. My oversight. I and Z scare America. They're like, uh, they're sucking wind. They got a 3-1, down from a 3-9, back in the fall. 3-1 and another 3-1 the next trend, like now. But QAM 2.4, men 18 plus, 2.4, tied for 20th with WXDJ. And 22nd, right on their ass, Waxy with a 2.3. Who would have ever dreamed that they could do this to uh, Mr. Ma- uh, Sister Mary Mandage? Me, I dreamed it. They did it. With that two to four, man, with a with a off the air elite in. It's not working, boys. I'm telling you right now, you better get off the pot, and make up your mind, do something. Instead of wringing your hands. So what would you do? What would you first thing I would do is get a real program director in there and get rid of the, that triumvirate of children. That's the first thing I would do. They won't listen to me though. I put like an adult in charge. Uh, isn't that what I told Joe Bell when he was right in there before? Right to his face? Yeah. And what I said? Put some adults in charge and get rid of this kitty core, man. Kitty Core Radio is okay at VUM. I had a dream about VUM last night that actually was working there, like to fill in. Because they were desperate. There was nobody there to run the board. Enough to drive you nuts, this business. Anyway, how are we doing now? Are we going to get our 1,000 votes today? Oh, please. Please don't leave us for the weekend without 1,000 votes. 838. That's kind of great. We'll do it, won't we? Yes, we will. And we haven't hardly had it. We had only one edition for the pool. What movie should be compulsory viewing for all Americans? Fahrenheit 9-11, 441. That's well over 50%. The Godfather, 132. I didn't know no Godfather. Network, 68. That's the correct answer. Bowling for Columbine, only 50. Because you love your guns. You're obsessed with guns and bullets and shooting and killing. All of these things. Clock records, 27. The Deer Hunter, 25. 1984, 20. Birth of a Nation, 20. I love the way Bush said that. Nation. Like, like S-H, Nation. Nation. Uh, Gone with the Wind, uh, 19. Born on the 4th of July, 18. Roots, 15. I had Alex Haley as a guest on my show on KAT many years ago, and now he's dead. Yeah, and Great Expectations, 3 out of 838. So that's where we are, boys and girls. We're doing, like I did, I say that, 10 to 2, we're okay. We're mm-hmm. fine. Not not sensational. Oh, we're fine. We're, we're like uh, treading water, okay? The others are drowning. They need the life rest, and we're like uh, treading water. Good God Almighty! These people are they are they gonna? I mean, is there any sense of like? Uh... No. <laughs> oh, which leads right into that old my favorite expression where there's no sense, there's no feeling, which is Chinese for Gornish Elfin. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yes, last week or earlier this week on that poll, you guys forgot Ann Coulter to see her naked. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's right. We forgot. Yeah, his boyfriend oh, no. must have run out for lunch. WQAM, hello. QAM. Come on, you can do it. Spit it out. When in doubt. We hear you. We hear you knocking, but you can't come in. That's probably Zach. 567, that's it. That takes care of the calls. I was going to take a whole flurry of calls now that we got those trends out of the way. And, of course, the audience is all gone because they don't care about those numbers. What do all those numbers mean? Not much. Not much. It means that, uh, you know, things just ain't what they used to be. But then again, what is? You know, when you come right down to it, what the hell is? Did get two guys calling today and thank me for my Greenfields pasta. Yeah. That was nice. We had Rick Shaw on the phone. That was pretty exciting. In fact, that was the highlight of the show so far. If you would ask me, what was the highlight? Rick Shaw. What will be the next highlight? Two o'clock. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I, I, the 
when I first saw your poll this morning, the first movie I thought of was 12 Angry Men. Okay. Can you add that to it? We sure can. Well, How about Injustice for All? I, I don't recall that one. With Al Pacino? No, sir. Okay, well, you ought to see it. Call Angry Men and Justice for All. They're both uh, about the uh, jury system and about how, uh, you know, they both have a message. Right? Yes, they did. Not a Sicilian message, but nevertheless a message. You know what a Sicilian message is? Yeah, I was going to say it, but I'll let you. No, I don't want to say it. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Yeah, it's a Sicilian message. Oh, no, I'm not going to give you that message like uh, Scalia was giving. Not that uh. one. Uh-uh. That was a news story, by the way, that I read yeah, on here. No, it was in Italiano. It's a news story, no problem. It was kosher. I checked it with Joyce. She don't know her Italiano. Although she likes to do the Mambo Italiano. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil, how are you, sir? Okay, sir. I uh, wanted to call for two reasons. One, to say one of the movies that I think uh, everybody should see is the, moving, the movie about uh, how they rigged the jury with uh, Gene Hackman, Runaway Jury. Okay. I thought it was a fascinating movie. And also, um, I read this story last week about all the rabbis coming to the aid of uh, Abernoff. And they were saying, oh, he was such a generous man. And I'm thinking, yeah, no joke. He was ripping all this stuff off. And, of course, he was uh, giving some money to the Getchkeys to write him letters. You betcha. That's right. You betcha. They all loved him. Just like the, just like when the mobsters were on a hot seat, the uh, church always used to come to their uh, side. Oh, yeah, they never stole a freight train. They were very generous with the church. But it would be all that crap, you know. Unbelievable. Well, they don't yeah, care where it came from. As long as they get their peace, they don't care where it came from. And just remember, I don't have any cavities because I don't have any teeth. Okay, good luck to you, Pally. Rinse them out. When in doubt, rinse them out. That didn't sound like the original guy. I have no cavities. No. I have no teeth. Okay. No, not even close. But he's doing a good... Uh, he's probably practicing in his spare time. WQAM, hello. QAM. Uh, hi. I'd like to make a submission for the poll. Yes. Uh, wag the dog. Boring. Five six seven oh five sixty. Now, are you going to put that on there? I don't really care. I never saw it, so uh, whatever. No, I didn't either. He's just another uh, Bush person, obviously. It was a shot at Clinton is what it was all about. Oh, change the subject. You know, drop a few bombs on Iraq or whatever. You know, change the subject. Of course, the subject never should have been up in the first place. Right. Who gives a crap about how many uh, BJs he was doing with Monica or what else he was doing under the desk? Who cares? Well, it's a good thing this administration. Here's all these dead people now, 2,326 dead Americans, plus countless thousands and thousands and thousands of emancipated Iraqis. They mentioned on the news last night, of all things, on the NBC News, right there on my TV set, no less. They mentioned the fact that Iraq now is the biggest mess of any country in the Middle East and that the standard of living there and the, the condition of uh, the way the people are living day to day and the violence is, is so much worse than any other country in the whole Middle East. This is what we've wrought on them. In addition to which, where the hell's my story about the women? See, I got away from my pile today. It's your fault. I'm sorry. No, it's my fault. Well, we had these damn numbers come in. I know. That's more important than anything. Oh, John McCain, by the way, that sellout, he's speaking in Lynchburg, uh, Virginia, at Jerry Falwell. Yeah, joint. screw him. Oh, here's the article. Sodom was better for the women, okay? This is from the Interpress Service. Women were far better off under former Iraq dictator Saddam Hussein, a women's group has found after an extensive survey in Iraq. Under the previous dictator regime, the basic rights for women were enshrined in the Constitution. Huzan Mahmoud from the Organization of Women's Freedom in Iraq told IPS in an interview. The group is a sister organization of Madre, an international women's rights group. See, even they don't want to speak in English. Madre, my ass. Under Sodom, she said, women could go out work, women could go to university, get married or divorced in civil courts. But now, women have lost almost all their rights and are being pushed back into the corner of their house. 
The recent Constitution, which was written under the U.S. government supervision, is very backward and anti-women, Mahmoud said. They make Islam the source for lawmaking and the main official religion of the country. This in itself means Islamic Sharia law, and according to this, women will be considered second-class citizens and will have no power in making decisions over their lives. The whole of Iraq society has been subjected to chaos and brutalization, she said. Security is absent, all basic services, and above all, the protection for women's rights is in no way on the agenda of any of the political parties who have been handpicked by the U.S. administration in the so-called installed parliament. Madri is calling for deployment of a U.N.-led peacekeeping force and an immediate end to U.S. occupation. As the crisis in Iraq intensified, boy, did we do a job on them, I mean, for them, or what? Yeah, we did one. As the crisis in Iraq intensifies, the group says women and their families in Iraq face an urgent need for security, functional government, and the provision of basic services within a human rights framework. Over three years of occupation, the situation is becoming more dangerous and bleak with the presence of the occupying forces, and the more violence and terrorism is in function in Iraq, the more women will fall victims of such climate, she be saying. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. If you've been riding around your lowrider cruising for babes all day, you're probably pretty hungry right about now, right? So what you gonna do? Go home where you gotta wash your hands, keep your elbows off the table, say peace and thank you. You don't gotta do that. Come see us, cause we're... Nacho Mama! The new self-service Mexican restaurant. Uh, excuse me, uh, I'd like the conquistador special. Hey, man, you can keep whatever you want. Because huh? I ain't going to get it for you. We're not your mama. Oh. <laughs> not your mama. Serving up the best of anything you want. Uh, as long as you go back and make it yourself. Ah, that was great. Hey, hey, hey where you going? I'm going to go pick that up for you. Wash those dishes, man. What? So, for Tex-Mex with no respect, it's not your mama. <laughs> Do it yourself. We're not your mama. 12.45 at QM, we got uh, the big O at 2 and the revolving door. That revolving door, they're, they're killing. I, I, you know what? Who cares? I'm going to read this article by Tom Hartman. You know who he is? Best-selling, uh, mm-hmm. award-winning, best-selling author. That's right. And he also is a uh, host of a nationally syndicated daily progressive talk show on Scare America and Sirius. I'm serial. Really? He's author of books including What Would Jefferson Do? Ultimate Sacrifice. And his next book due out this autumn is called Screwed, The Undercared War on the Middle Class and What We Can Do About It. Screwed. Today's immigration battle, corporatist versus racist and laborers left behind. That's the head in the heading. Tom Hartman. See, he says this all so much better than we could. Me, you, Josh. Well, maybe Josh could say it better. I doubt it. The corporatist Republicans are fighting with the racist Republicans, and it provides an opportunity for progressives to step forward with a clear solution to the immigration problem facing America. Both the corporatists and the racists are fond of the mantra, there are some jobs Americans won't do. It's a lie. Americans will do virtually any job if they're paid a decent wage. This isn't about immigration. It's about economics. Industry and agriculture won't collapse without illegal labor, but the middle class is being crushed by it. The reason why 30 years ago, about 30, man. the United Farm Workers Union founder Cesar Chavez fought against illegal immigration and the UFW turned in illegals during his tenure as president was because Chavez, like progressive since the 1870s, understood the simple reality that labor rises and falls in price as a function of availability. As Wikipedia notes, in 1969, Chavez and members of the UFW marched through the Imperial and Coachella Valley to the border of Mexico to protest growers' use of illegal aliens as temporary replacement workers during a strike. Joining him on the march were both the Reverend Ralph Abernathy and U.S. Senator Walter Mondale. Chavez and the UFW would be often report suspected illegal aliens who served as temporary replacement workers as well as those who refused to unionize to the INS. Working Americans have always known the simple equation, more workers, lower wages, fewer workers, higher wages. 
Progressives fought and many lost their lives in the battle to limit the pool of labor hours available to the robber barons from the 1870s through the 1930s and thus created the modern middle class. They limited labor hours by pushing for the 50-hour week and the 10-hour day and then later the 40-hour week and the 8-hour day. They limited labor hours by pushing for laws against child labor, which competed with adult labor. They limited labor hours by working for passage of the 1935 Wagner Act that provided for union shops. And they limited labor hours by supporting laws that would regulate immigration into the United States to a small enough flow that it wouldn't dilute the unionized labor pool. As Wikipedia notes, the first laws creating a quota for immigrants were passed in the 1920s in response to a sense that the country could no longer absorb large numbers of unskilled workers, despite pleas by big business that it wanted the new workers. Do a little math. The Bureau of Labor Statistics says there are 7.6 million unemployed Americans right now. Another 1.5 million Americans are no longer counted, counted because they've become long-term or discouraged unemployed workers. And although various groups have different ways of measuring it, most agree that at least another 5 to 10 million Americans are either working part-time when they want to work full-time or are underemployed doing jobs below their level of training, education, or experience. That's between 8 and 20 million un- and underemployed Americans, many unable to find above-poverty work, uh, level work. At the same time, there are between 7 and 15 million working illegal immigrants diluting our labor pool. If illegal immigrants could no longer work, unions would flourish, the minimum wage would rise, and oligarchic nations to our south would have to confront and fix their corrupt ways. Between the Reagan years, when there were only around 1 to 2 million illegal aliens in our workforce, and today, we've gone from about 25% of our private workforce being unionized to around 7%. Much of this is the direct result, as Cesar Chavez predicted, of illegal immigrants competing directly with unionized and legal labor. Although it's most obvious in the construction trades over the past 30 years, About 30, man. it hits all sectors of our economy. Democratic Party strategist Ann Lewis just sent out a mass email on behalf of former Walmart Board of Directors member and now U.S. Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton. In it, Lewis noted that Clinton suggests we should have an earned path to citizenship for those already here working hard, paying taxes, respecting the law, and willing to meet a high bar for becoming a citizen. Sounds nice. The same day on his radio program, Rush Limbaugh told a woman whose husband is an illegal immigrant she had nothing to worry about with respect to deportation of him or their children because all he'd have to do under the new law under consideration is pay a small fine and learn English. The current directors of Walmart are smiling. Meanwhile, the millions of American citizens who came to this nation as legal immigrants who waited in line for years, who did the hard work to become citizens, are feeling insulted, humiliated, and conned. Shouldn't we be compassionate? Of course. But there's nothing compassionate about driving down the wages of any nation's middle class. It's the most cynical, self-serving, greedy, and sociopathic behavior you'll see from our conservatives. There's nothing compassionate about being the national enabler of a dysfunctional oligarchy like Mexico, an illegal workforce in the U.S. sending an estimated $17 billion to Mexico every year, second only in national income to that country's oil revenues, supports an anti-democratic, anti-worker, hyper-conservative administration that uh, gleefully ships out of the nation the troublesome Mexican citizens, those lowest on the economic food chain, and thus most likely to present labor unrest to the U.S.A. Mexico and other sending nations need not deal with their own social and economic uh, problems so long as we're willing to solve them for them at the expense of our middle class. Democracy in Central and South America be damned. There are profits to be made for Walmart. Similarly, there's nothing compassionate about handling higher profits though a lo uh, through a larger and thus cheaper workforce to the CEOs of America's largest corporations and are now experiencing record profits, construction, and agriculture industries. What about caring for people in need? Isn't that the universal religious-slash-ethical value? Of course. A few years ago, when my family and I were visiting Europe, one of our children fell sick. A doctor came to the home of people we were staying with, visited our children at 11 o'clock at night on a weeknight, left behind a course of antibiotics and charged nothing. It was paid for by that country's universal health care system, kind of like when I broke my hand in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. 
We should offer the same to any human being in need of medical care. It's a universal human right in the U.S. But if I had applied to that nation I was visiting for for a monthly un unemployment or retirement check, I would have been laughed out of the local government office. And if I'd been caught working there, I would have been deported within a week. Caring for people in crisis and need is very different from giving a job or monthly welfare check to non-citizens. No nation, even those in Central and South America, will do that, and neither should the U.S. But if illegal immigrants won't pick our produce or bus our tables, won't our prices go up? The recent, most recent mass email conservative variation of this argument, targeting paranoid middle-class Americans, says, do you want to pay an extra $10,000 for your next house? The answer is simple, yes. Yeah. The wages would also go up and even faster than housing or food prices, and CEO salaries and corporate profits might moderate back to the levels they were during the golden age of the American middle class between the 1940s and Reagan's declaration of war on the middle class in the 80s. We saw exactly the scenario played on the U.S. 50 years ago when unions helped regulate entry into the workforce. 35% of American workers had a union job, and 70% of Americans could raise a family on a single 40-hour-week paycheck. All working Americans would gladly pay a bit more for their food if their paychecks were both significantly higher and more secure. This would even allow for an increase in the minimum wage, as it did from the 30s to the 80s. But what about repressive regimes? Are we denying entrance to this generation's equivalent of the Jews fleeing Germany? This is the most tragic of all the arguments put forward by conservatives in the hopes compassionate progressives will bite. Our immigration policies already allow for refugees and should be expanded. It's an issue that needs more national discussion and action. But giving a free pass to former Coca-Cola executive Vicente Fox to send workers to the U.S. and thus avoid having to deal with his own corrupt oligarchy and to equate this to the Holocaust is an insult to the memory of those who died in Hitler's death camps and to those suffering in places like Darfur under truly repressive regimes. There is no equivalence. It's frankly astonishing to hear progressives resetting corporatist, racist, conservative talking points recycled through conservative Democratic politicians trying to pander to the relatively small percentage of recently legal, mostly through recent amnesties or birth immigrants, who are trying to get their relatives into this country by means of Bush's proposed guest worker program or the many variations thereof being proposed. It's equally astonishing to hear the few unions going along with this in the sad-slash-desperate hope of picking up new members, turning their backs on Cesar Chavez and the traditions and history of America's progressive and union movements by embracing illegal immigration. Every nation has an obligation to limit immigration to a number that will not dilute its workforce, but will maintain a stable middle class if it wants to have a stable democracy. This has nothing to do with race, national origin, or language. Just visit Switzerland with its ethnic and language-divided areas. It has everything to do with economics. Without a middle class, any democracy is doomed. And without labor having through control of labor availability, power and relative balance through capital management, no middle class can emerge. America's early labor leaders didn't die to increase the labor pool for the robber barons or the Walton family. They died fighting to give control of it to the workers of their era in the hopes that we would continue to hold it and infect other nations with the same idea of democracy and a stable middle class. The simple way to do this today is to require that all non-refugee immigrants go through the same process to become American citizens or legal workers in this country. No amnesties, no guest workers, no legalizations, regardless of how they got here. To confront employers who hire illegals with draconian financial and criminal penalties, and to affirm that while health care and the right to provide humanitarian care to all humans is an absolute right for all people within our boundaries, regardless of status, a paycheck, education, or subsidy is not. The Republican and Democratic corporatists who want a cheap labor force and the Republican and Democratic racists who want to build a fence and punish humanitarian aid workers are equally corrupt and anti-progressive. As long as employers are willing and able without severe penalties to hire illegal workers, people will risk life and limb to grab at the American dream. When we stop hiring and paying them, most will leave of their own volition over a few years, and the remaining few who are committed to the U.S. will obtain citizenship through normal channels. 
This is, after all, the middle-class American dream. And how much better this hemisphere would be if Central and South Americans were motivated to stay in their own nations because no employer in the U.S. would dare hire them and to fight there for a Mexican dream and a Salvadorian dream and a Guatemalan dream and so on. This is the historic progressive vision for all of the Americas. What a good call by Tom Hartman, huh? I love it. Yeah, there we Great. go. Right there. Oh. All right. God, I feel like I just had some kind of a sexual experience almost. Oh, you too? Let me call myself off. Well, that was pretty good, you don't think? It was great. Are you talk- I think he had his thumb right on it, baby. Yes, Instead he of all did. This BS that they're all pandering and pandering. Right. Hey, hey, hey. You know what it reminds me? It's just, just like this, uh, these ratings that we keep getting now. We're screwed, baby. We haven't got a chance. In fact, I think that what we're doing on this show, especially in light of the uh, current regime, is miraculous. It's beyond miraculous. I say we all get a huge raise, starting with George and Josh. <laughs> and then me. <laughs> well, maybe through the ceiling. Huh? Yeah. 878 votes. You know, we better get with it. We're not going to make that 1,879. You, you folks are slacking off. They're probably listening to me for that ponderous reading of that long column by Tom Hartman. He ain't no Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. I'll tell you that. What do you see on there? I got 878. 878. 879. I'm ahead of you. Uh-oh. So we need 121 in the next hour and four minutes. And we better get it to go into the weekend without making that 1,000 votes, no matter what we did in that book. And you know that, uh, I'm telling you. That two to four is killing us, and they're sitting there, ah, but it be, but like their hands are tied behind their back, like they're, like they're uh, frozen in time, like they're in suspended animation or something. This it's is Quizzley Rogers. One question. What are you going to do about it? You Clarence. When I'm up in Boca Tica slapping old women with painted lips around the pool, I listen to the Neil Rogers one to two hours. I mean, I listen to the Neil Rogers fair and balanced one to two hours. Did you see our ratings for the last book? Yeah, I know who's supposed to be. Sure, couldn't possibly be us. Watch your back. Watch your back. I got enough. I gotta think about on top of getting right there, and I don't need a rating that's a minus eight. Don't care what you do, long as it's understood. You gotta wake a little harder on the gas bulb. Or else you got to go. There's a lot of fat producers, you know. That's right. Watch your back, Brother, all that blubber I don't understand. Uh, you can eat from a trough while using both hands. Yeah, big fat fat, you made a rating full. You just like licking it's all your fault. Better straighten your fat ass out. Or we'll take the food out of your mouth. That's right. Watch your back, Zach. Or you won't wipe the mold, no 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 what are you going to do about it? You fairy. 885 votes. Well, I think today we're like really up against it. I thought we were going to like slide right on in, didn't you? 887. And then I read that ponderous article from Tom. I thought it was a great article. It was a great know, article. Awfully long. It was, it was sensational. Read it Maybe again. one of the best I ever read. What? Read it again. <laughs> Yeah, we might as well get down there in the ones and twos with everybody else. Why the hell should we be big shots, right? Right. I don't want to and stand out. things are going, we got a chance. Uh, let me tell you right now, I don't want to like, start giving ultimatums to these people, but I think our music show starts on Monday. 
They actually thought I was serious that last time I said that they were getting a little panicky. Oh, uh, Neil's threatening to play music. I think we might just play music. Kosher music, I'm sure, right? Yeah, the Kosher uh, Kingdom. Kosher right. Chauffeur. Or, and then every now and then we'll throw in... And still get bigger numbers than those sports shows. You see, the problem is narrow casting. You're already, like, looking for a little slice of the pie. Now, basically what's happened is it's divided in two, you know? Right. Maybe some parts of the day we got a little bit more, they got a little bigger piece, whatever. But it's but still divided in two. It's not going to expand, okay? There just aren't these growing numbers, in spite of what Ray Perry was talking crap, this giant number of uh, sports nerds. And by the way, speaking of Ray Perry, where's my Marlins tickets? That's a good question. Opening day, well, that's a road game. What, what's the opening home game, Josh? 11th. Oh, the, the Padres on the 11th, yeah. So ne- next week, I want to make sure that we get those and George can, like, mail them to my house. I don't expect you to schlep them all the way up there. You know what I'm saying? What do you say? No, I'm, I'm just saying, make sure that they get to my house, to my uh, whatever. No Somehow. worries. Somehow. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll call Dave and have him meet me. Dave ain't got nothing to do with it, okay? I know. I'd rather have him get some of the tickets than certain people in that building who are like hopping them all up uh, for themselves, you know? Hopping yeah, them. I'd rather anybody get the tickets. <laughs> I, I don't care myself. Me either. Couldn't care if the Marlins never played again. It's no consequence to me. This whole sports thing, man, it's, uh, it's like, a, like a disease. Oh, 895. If we can get up to 900 by the next time I refresh this, we, we might be okay. Because Josh is counting okay. on it, okay? I'm counting on it. No, seriously, I mean, here we are. We got the number of the only one on the station. I mean, what uh, the, the number there in the morning. Well, I love Hank, don't get me wrong, because I know some of you are, oh, here he goes, rip it on. I'm not. But those numbers that he's pulling in there, man, I mean, I, I'm serious. We could put, like, a Grandma Moses farting on the air if Joyce wouldn't prevent it and, and get better than one shares. Well, what is that, a one-nine in men? That's on incredible this? to me. That incredible. is embarrassing. You know that, and I know that. I'm sorry. No, they couldn't leave it alone. What did I say when we had uh, Mo early in the morning and Joe Rose in uh, 8 to 10 and we were doing 10 to 2 and then Mad Dog 2 to whatever? And then Hank was on in the afternoon and kicking ass. Everybody was kicking big, fat, smelly old ass, sports and otherwise, okay? Sports and non-sports ass. And now, now, because Greg Reed and the Beasleys couldn't leave it alone and we went through the Pharrell nightmare and the Howard Stern nightmare and uh, all this other crap. And we're still like a uh, pirate station without a license. Because these people are about, they're the experts. We know nothing. zippity doo we know zero. I do know one thing, and that is that you can't have a bunch of children running a major market radio station. It doesn't work, Joe, okay? So somebody needs to get somebody's thumb out of their ass and, like, uh, get with it. It's already the 1st of April tomorrow, no fooling. And this business about, well, I just barely got my feet wet. Yeah, well, stay out of the damn pool, okay? You won't get your feet so wet. Put on some shoes. Man. Charleston shoes? Charleston shoes would be good. Let's talk about candy bars. <laughs> Let's play the candy wrapper. That'll wake these bastards up. 904. See, I told you I refreshed it. 904. You excited? No. And I'm going right back to my pile now, okay? Good. I've been wasting a lot of time, huh? Good. I'm going back to my pile. I'm dipping on into it. And the pile, too. Maid says beauty turns attack beast. This is on the front page of the New York Daily News. Smiling for the cameras, Naomi Campbell glided along the sidewalk shortly after allegedly bashing a crystal-encrusted blackberry against the head of her housekeeper. You effing bitch! The cantankerous catwalker shrieked yesterday inside her Park Avenue penthouse apartment accusing her maid, Anna Scolavino, who at least doesn't sound Mexican anyway, of stealing a pair of $200 chip and pepper jeans, sources said. Oh, chip and pepper jeans. I never heard of that in my life. Did you? No. 
Josh? We're not hip oh. into the clothing scene, you know. Chip and Pepper jeans? I don't know. Oh, and Pepper. Raging, Campbell cracked a blackberry against her housekeeper's head at 8 o'clock in the morning and then demanded her staff tell cops the 42-year-old maid had hurt herself falling. Oh, yeah, it was an accident and somebody got hurt. But the sinewy supermodel servant alerted officials at Lenox Hill Hospital and soon police arrived at Campbell's $3.5 million apartment to haul her ass away. Campbell, 35, insisted she had no idea what cops were talking about and showed them a flip phone, not the Blackberry, as supposed proof sources said. But the cops cuffed her, disappointing an Oprah Winfrey camera crew waiting to film her for a cooking segment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm going to read that last sentence again. The cops cuffed her, disappointing an Oprah Winfrey camera crew waiting to film her for a cooking segment. Oprah, you bitch. Ever the diva, Campbell hid the handcuffs under a white fur poncho. Sources said she also asked to ride in her own car to the police station house and then paused as her minions begged cops to let them fix her bangs before she was escorted outside. The requests, luckily, were denied. She told her people to lie to say the maid tripped and hit her head, a police source said. She's, her staff is terrified of her, afraid she'll go off on them and they'll lose her paycheck. Campbell, who has a history of allegedly beating and headbutting her help, was questioned for hours at the Manhattan <laughs> North Precinct Station House. Flanked by cops, she emerged at 4 p.m. in the same flowing poncho, black suede boots, dark sunglasses, and a baseball cap. Looking to see what it says on there. It says B-R-A-S-S-I-L on the baseball cap. What the hell is that? Uh, sorry. Flanked by cops, she emerged. I just said that. The perp walk turned runway shoot was captured by more than 100 photographers who had gathered to see the former Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. A source said the Blackberry used in the attack was encased in a Swarovski crystal holder that featured several baubles. The Blackberry wasn't recovered. It featured baubles, bangles, and beads by the Kirby Stone 4. I bet you a little chicken neck remembers that. By the way, did he get my check in or not? Because he hasn't cashed it yet. I'm getting nervous he about it. hasn't that. told me. No, I'll ask him. Because it's certainly on the way. I beg your pardon? I will ask him. Campbell called the allegation that she attacked her housekeeper completely untrue. She is sadly mistaken if she thinks she can extract money from me by concocting lies, by recycling old stories, the supermodel said in a statement. I've asked my lawyer to look into filing both theft and extortion charges against her. Right. Campbell said she had questioned the housekeeper about missing items and fired her for that, that and her erratic behavior. Campbell was charged with assault, could face up to seven years in prison if convicted. During a brief court appearance, a judge denied the prosecution's request for a $3,500 bail. Judge Richard Weinberg issued an order of protection against Campbell and released her on her own recognizance. He also allowed her to keep her passport so she could leave today on a scheduled charity trip to South Africa with Nelson Mandela. Surrendering her passport would not only be unfair to her, but to the children of South Africa, her lawyer David Breitbart said. Scolavino of Brooklyn got four stitches to close that gash on her head. Meanwhile, Campbell's ex-assistant, Annie Castaldo, 33, scoffed at the model's denials, saying she was attacked by Campbell in 2004. She abuses people, Castaldo said. Somebody's got to stop her. Before it's too late. How do you like that, bitch? Mm -hmm. God. All these people with money, man, they think their stuff don't stink. Well, guess what? It smells probably even worse because she's eating all that gourmet stuff, no doubt, you know? Chicken Neck says yes, and he sent you a thank you note in the oh. No, no, you don't need to thank me. Just, I just want to make sure because when you're sending checks for millions and millions. <laughs> hey, listen, I take care of my people, man. And just because you mentioned that much, just take care of Josh next week, too. Not the way that Zach's thinking, either. Can't send just, that to the uh, mail, can you? Well, it all depends on what I send him. <laughs> and, and what he does with it. <laughs> See what with a kid. Now, he's good people, Josh. He does, you know, they yes, treat him like crap because he's part of this show. And he, right. you know, I, I hope you were prepared for that. I hope George I warned him on that. 
said it's a double-edged sword. Well, if yeah. I would have known, I said, we got our perks, but everyone's going to well, hate like you. Like I said, I'm thinking maybe uh, things are going a little bit uh, tight with bad days at Woodbine. <laughs> what were you saying now? I said, uh, just joking. Really cool. <laughs> oh. oh, brother. Why, why is it always like that? It's been that way since even before I even came in the building it was that way. I think you, you yeah. set the uh, stage for it, George. Right. No, it was that way even at the other place, but not, not like Anybody it is here. Anybody connected with the show is That's the... Right. And, yeah, but on this station, see, there's a different deal because we're the anti-sports show. See, we're not right. part of the sports fraternity with the balls and the bats and the jock straps and sniffing OJ's butt and all, all that crap, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're like the anti-sports, the anti, well, there's the anti-Christ and the anti-sports and anti-Neil. And mm-hmm. you put that all together and we're like the, we're the odd men out. So this business Joe Bell gave me, how he was going to take care of you guys. Yeah, he took care of me all right. Got out that big economy-sized jar of Vaseline and took really good care of you. Yeah, but I, can, going, Joe. I can use that turlet. Yeah. Notice when he came in there this morning, I, I told him right to his fat little face. Get some adults in there. Get get rid of this kitty core you got. I tell you, Clarence must have snapped some really nasty naked pictures of some of the people in there. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be. How else could him and Robert still even be there? At least the beast is good for a few laughs once in a while and some good rumors. Sports. Clarence, Clarence and Robert and uh, and that one. And by the way, you notice when uh, Joe Rose came back on his station and was doing very well there, eight to ten. Thank you. Before we turned and sent him across the street, which was an idiotic mistake. You notice he didn't want Gildy on the show no more. After Mo sent Geldy packing, and he didn't want no no Mo Geldy. Remember that? And Joe did very well. Mm-hmm. Sans Geldy. In fact, he did better without Geldy than they ever did with that worst team crap. Anyway, the top U.S. hurricane expert said yesterday that this year's hurricane season is likely to be stronger than average, though short, thank, thanks God. Oh, God! Of the record 2005 season. You know, we're still trying to put the pieces of uh, Wilma back together again. I'm sure you're aware of that. You are, and so are everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It would be an unbelievable. And, and, and by the way, my neighbor, if you're going to send a, uh, if you're going to send a, uh, you know, a pool screening guy over to us, don't send somebody that's going to like uh, nail a cross up there on a uh, house. We don't want no Jesus along there, okay? We don't want no statues of Virgin Mary. We don't want no baby Jesus. We don't want no crucifix on the door. I'm going to, I'm going to, when I next time I get done, I'm going to nail a mezuzah on her door frame. Just because I'm so peeled at those people putting religious tracts on our doorstep. God. Anyway, Max Mayfield, good old Max, he has just turned 100, as a matter of fact. He says it would be an unbelievable record to have another season like last year. It's just not very realistic. Unbelievable. And unacceptable, too. We We can't deal with it. He warned that this year's hurricane season, which officially begins on June 1, might be stronger than average, though. I think everybody's going to say we're going to have an above-average season here, Mayfield told news conferences at San Juan Hotel in Puerto Rico. We don't have the numbers worked out yet. A record 27 tropical storms formed in 2005, with seven becoming major hurricanes, including four that made landfall in the USA. Eh? Representatives from 25 countries from the Caribbean and North and South America met in the Puerto Rican capital yesterday to discuss hurricane preparedness and sharing data to help improve forecasting. The National NOAA and the ARC and the National Centers for Environmental Protection will release their official hurricane forecast May 22nd, which might be a little more accurate than those witch uh, doctors and fortune tellers and psychics that we had. Remember that story the other day from Vegas? Yeah, yeah. Kind of silly crap. Although that story was true, though, about how with Hank coming out, that they did develop that ambulance with a big crane in it. That's, that's bad. That one was a true story. Yeah, it's but it had nothing to do with Hank. It was to help people 600 pounds and more in case they had emergency problems, is what it said. And on the heels of that world record, Guinness record-breaking record buffet, 
You know the humper when he gets to those buffets, man. That's incredible to me. Now, you don't take no uh, blood sugar. In fact, if we could get his ratings as high as those blood sugar numbers. This is Neil Rogers. We're just picking fat ass, baby. Friday, you bastard. We better get with it. And you know how we can do it? Get over that thousand? We need a little help. Uh, we didn't put I hate this pool on there. Oh, jeez. And also none of the above. And I got another one. Yeah. Debbie does Dallas. For, for Zeris? Are you joking me? What movie should be compulsory viewing for all Americans? None of the above. Uh, I hate this pool. And Debbie does Dallas. You're asking me if I'm serious? Yeah. That's probably because you haven't seen that movie. You're right. With Bambi Woods. Well, you better get you better get cracking, Mister. Well, those uh, old time pornos had a lot of hair, you know. Uh, I'm telling you right now, they don't what? make them like that no more. I, I know they shave nowadays. And you know, somebody would say if you're going to put a porn like Deep Throat, well, guess what? Nobody oh, wants to see ooh. a bad porno movie. I put oh, more hair out of the bathtub. Yeah. Anyway, Scott Pierce writes this a review of uh, teachers. Teachers gets an F. Somebody faxed this in. I saw it, and uh, this review is spot on, as they say. In spot on. Yeah. Your underwear. Teachers is sort of hard to How explain, writes Scott Pierce. It's a comedy. That's, I wonder if he's kin to Ronnie Pierce. Comedy uh, that's full of attractive, relatively appealing actors. It's handsomely produced and a pretty good idea. A workplace comedy featuring a bunch of teachers at a public high school. What's hard to explain is how teachers could fall so flat. Calling tonight's premiere. Now, let's see. This is uh, Tuesday, March 28th, so it's this past Tuesday. Sorry. A sitcom would be giving it too much credit. There's definitely a situation, but there's precious little in the way of comedy. Justin Bartha stars as Jeff, an English teacher at Fillmore High School in New Jersey. He's a smart aleck who spends an inordinate amount of time hitting on his female colleagues and pretending he doesn't much care about his job. But he does, of course, and he's a great teacher, if only he told great jokes. If you flunk this paper, you flunk the class, Jeff tells the student. And let me tell you why that's a bad thing. Because I'll be cheating myself out of an education, the student replies. Oh, yeah, that's for sure, Jeff said. But it also creates a mountain of paperwork for me and really eats into my not-doing-paperwork time. <laughs> this, is, this is treated as hilarious by the laugh track accompanying the lines. Although teachers were shot in front of a studio audience, almost all the laughs sound like the canned variety. No surprise there. Rounding out the cast is Sarah Alexander as a dedicated teacher, Alice, who's the primary focus of Jeff's amorous attention. Dion Richmond is Phil's best friend. Calvin, 
Sarah Shahi as Tina, the hot new teacher who is the secondary focus of Jeff Amherst's attention. Radio host Phil Henry as Dick. Oh, that's for sure. The burned-out longtime teacher. Matt Winston as Mitch, the nerd, and Callie Rocha as Principal Emma Wiggins. They all do the best they can, which in the case of Henry isn't much, but the material is so weak they can't make it better. Are you sure... Other than the true lack of anything resembling actual comedy, the biggest problem is that none of the characters ring true. Good TV shows make you believe the characters are real people. Watching teachers is like watching a bunch of actors trying desperately to pull this off, and they can't. Here's a surprise. Okay, not really. For anyone who's ever heard Phil Henry's radio talk show, the man absolutely could not shut up during the January press tour session presenting teachers to TV critics. Which is not to say that he should have remained absolutely silent. It's nice when the people being asked questions provide answers. Otherwise, it's not much of an interview. But the one thing to remember is the people being asked questions. Henry blabbed on and on whether the questions were directed at him or not, often interrupting others on the panel as well as critics asking questions. The man was so desperate to be at the center of attention, it was scary and sad. Are you sure? I knew we were in trouble right at the start. NBC showed critics clips of the show, all we had seen at that point, and there wasn't much laughter in the room to what we were supposed to be hilarious bits. Henry turned cheerleader instantly, yeah, woo, trying unsuccessfully to lead laughter and suggesting we were too tired to find it funny. Fatigue wasn't the problem. Henry did, however, quickly become tiresome, utterly oblivious to the fact that the more he blabbered on, the less likely anyone would want to talk to him. Lest you think that I'm just a cranky, complaining critic, it's more than just that. At one point, Matt Winston tried to stop Henry, saying, I'd like to speak for myself about his character. Even that didn't stop Henry, so Winston added, Be quiet. Just be quiet. Nothing could stop the guy. You mark my words by the hundredth episode. Oh, yeah, you're going to want to know me, he insisted. Unlikely on both counts, says Scott Scott. <laughs> wow. Mm. Woo! Una bamba, you can smell it. Maybe that's the aroma I was calling earlier, you know? Una bamba. Nice going, Phil. Okay. That's what God, God will punish you for turning us so far to the right and being a total phony and backstabber. That's what we found out he was at IOD, believe me. Rick and Suds, me, we all found it out. You. Oh, yeah, they didn't show up to talk to me, right. What's that? I'll tell you one thing. You can thank Brian Cox in that lawsuit for uh, being whatever he's doing now. Mm -hmm. 943 votes on the poll. we got a realistic shot. we got 38 minutes. We need, like, less than two votes a minute. Wait, can we do it? This is another one of those nail biters. It's a Friday, you see. Now, let me ask you what. There's something going on. Easter is when? Easter's like in a couple of weeks, right? Thereabouts. Uh, 14. Look at the calendar. 15. At any rate, uh, but there's, there's something going on now. I'm not really sure what it is. April Maybe it's the end of the world. We haven't. Oh, by the way, Boca Brian was on this uh, thing before. Did you, did you hear me? No. The first guy, they, the families of 9/11 victims. The first guy was Boca Brian's twin brother. You would. Oh, I, I heard you talking about something, and I put it on, but I, I couldn't he was see what you gone. were talking about. All right. What yes, movie yes. should be compulsory uh, viewing for all Americans? We have 943 votes. See, Debbie Desvalis has already got a pair. <laughs> That's because Bambi Woods had an attractive pair. You don't even know who Bambi Woods is, do you? I've seen pictures. Mr. Head. Now, don't, don't poo-poo Bambi good. Woods until you've seen He's the goods, ancient. okay? So what does that have to do with anything? She was doing pornos before I had any hair. She had it all. Okay. Fahrenheit 9-11, 471, just under 50% of all the votes, of which we got 943. Let me refresh it and see if we can get to 950 here. What do we got? 947. Ooh. Godfather 146. I mean, if you don't see The Godfather, you just know so little about life. I'm not really, I, I really can't answer the question why, but there's just something, there's a whole lot of stuff there. Well, you can't say anything about movies if you haven't seen The Godfather. Right. That's the yard Network stick. 84. If you fell asleep during network, we just don't want to know you and probably won't send you a check. Bowling for Columbine 58. Clockwork Orange 34. 1984 31. The Deer Hunter 29. Birth of a Nation 22. 
Gone with the Wind, 21. Frankly, my dear, screw you. Born on the 4th of July, 21. Roots, 19. And after that, Debbie Does Dallas has got four now. Look how that's moving up. I told you. I'm going to get it and send it to you. Okay. Great Expectations for I Hate This Pool, one. Only one. Runaway Jury, one. None of the above, none. And Justice for All, none. Twelve Angry Men, none. Now, how is that possible? And just, I mean, Twelve Angry Men, you know, it's an old movie, but it's very good. Henry Fonda and like a cast of Fantastica. Mm -hmm. But And Justice for All. I mean, granted, it was no The Scent of a Woman. But it was uh, pretty damn heavy-duty stuff, you don't think? Didn't you love that movie? I saw it a hundred years ago. The scene where he goes nuts, uh, you know, you're out of order. The whole system's out of order. And then my favorite is when he turns to the judge and says, What are you going to do about it, you fairy? That's my favorite. You know, that's another one we ought to put on there, too. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, I agree. Because especially anybody that's ever either worked with salespeople or, uh, you know. Around them or ever met one. Get the chalk! (laughs) Oh, man. I remember the day we we could have actually played that. That's why it's in there. Maybe we actually did play it one time. Sure we did. Well, that, that's a miracle. There ought to be an asterisk next to our numbers in these uh, tr- our Arbitron crap, you know. There ought to be an asterisk. Mm-hmm. This is uh, post the Joyce era, you know, when we can't even make a little raspberry on here. And here Tommy's doing fart sounds. What was the repercussion from that, by the way? Did he get a couple of tongue lashings and flip with a noodle? I don't think anybody noticed. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Well, we like Tommy a lot. Tommy's good people, okay? Now, who is he? He and Troy, as a matter of fact. I bet you Brett would have a nervous breakdown if somebody showed him on our website the picture where... Uh, and who is the who's the broad? Is it like or it's got to be a real person? Yeah, it's a real person. They're doing right. like a, a like a turkey bone. That's uh, Bambi, I think. Bambi Woods. She did. They're doing a. <laughs> she wouldn't. She did. Yeah, they're doing a uh, turkey wishbone deal there. You should see the pictures we can't put on the website anymore. Okay. Well, that was probably during that pornographic overnight show. Which no, that was uh, right here in the middle of the day. I'll be damned. 957, we'll get that 1,000, and we'll all go to heaven. What do you say? We'll send a little bracha for you. 26 past one, we got the big oh. this afternoon between 2 to 4. Anybody wants to do 2 to 4 like on a regular five-day week, just show up at the door, Monday. Please. Somebody. Anybody. Rogers. Bail us out. This is 560 QA. What's up? Easy for the homo. I think uh, as far as the immigration thing, just deport everybody who listens to uh, non-English language radio. Okay. See you, Ma. Oh, yeah. Like I said. (laughs) Oh, that works for you, I guess. I got to go see her this weekend. Why? It's her birthday. 
Oh. Well, my mother like died on her birthday. Yeah? I just, hey. I just mentioned that. Hmm. 970 votes. We're going to make that 1,000. You impressed by that or what? And Debbie Does Dallas has nine. How do you like that? Carl Rove, President Bush's chief political advisor, cautioned other White House aides in the summer of 2003 that Bush's 2004 re-election prospects would be severely damaged if it was publicly disclosed that he'd been personally warned that a key rationale for going to war had been challenged within the administration. Rove expressed his concerns shortly after an informal review of classified government records by then-Deputy National Security Advisor Stephen J. Hadley determined that Bush had been specifically advised that claims he later made in his 2003 State of the Union address that Iraq was procuring high-strength aluminum tubes to build a nuclear weapon Tube. might not be true, according to government records and interviews. Hadley was especially concerned that the public might learn of a classified one-page summary of National Intelligence Estimate, specifically written for Bush in October of 2002. The summary said that although most agencies judged that the aluminum tubes were related to a uranium enrichment effort, the State Department's Bureau of Intelligence and Research and the Energy Department's Intelligence Branch believe the tubes are more likely intended for conventional weapons. Tube! Three months after receiving that assessment, the president stated without qualification in his State of the Union address, January 28, 2003, the British government has learned that Saddam Hussein recently sought significant quantities of uranium from Africa. Our intelligence sources tell us that he's attempted to purchase high-strength aluminum tubes suitable for nuclear weapons production. Tube! The previously undisclosed review by Hadley was part of a damage control effort launched after former Ambassador Joe Wilson alleged that Bush's claim regarding the uranium were not true. The CIA had sent Wilson to the African nation of Niger in 2002 to investigate the purported procurement efforts by Iraq. He reported they were most likely a hoax. The White House was largely successful in diffusing the Niger controversy because there was no evidence that Bush was aware that his claims about the uranium were based on faulty intelligence. Then CIA Director George Tenet swiftly and publicly took the blame for the entire episode, saying that he and the CIA were at fault for not warning Bush and his aides that the information might be untrue. But Hadley and other administration officials realized that it would be much more difficult to shield Bush from criticism for his statements regarding the aluminum tubes for several reasons. For one, Hadley's review concluded that Bush had been directly and repeatedly apprised of the deep rift within the intelligence community over whether Iraq wanted the high-strength aluminum tubes for a nuclear weapons program or for conventional weapons. For another, the president and others in the administration had said that the aluminum tubes is the most compelling evidence that Saddam was determined to build a nuclear weapon, even more than the allegations that he was attempting to purchase uranium. And finally, full disclosure of the internal dissent over the importance of the tubes would have almost certainly raised broader questions about the administration's conduct in the months leading up to the war. Presidential knowledge was the ballgame, says a former senior government official outside the White House who was personally familiar with the damage control effort. As they said during Watergate, what did the president know and when did he know it? Aha. Uh -huh. The mission was to insulate the president. It was about making it appear he wasn't in the know. You could do that on Niger. You couldn't do it with the tubes. Tube! A Republican political appointee involved in the process who thought the Bush administration had a constitutional obligation to be more open with Congress said this was about getting past the election. Most troublesome to those leading the damage control effort was documentary evidence, albeit in highly classified government records that might be able to keep secret, that the president had been advised that many in the intelligence community believed that the tubes were meant for conventional weapons. The one-page documents known as the President's Summary are distilled from much lengthier national intelligence estimates, which combine the analyzation of as many as six intelligence agencies regarding major national security issues. Bush's knowledge of the State and Energy Department's dissent over the tubes was disclosed in a March 4, 2006 National Journal story, more than three years after the intelligence assessment was provided to the President, and some 16 months after the 2004 presidential election was stolen. The president's summary was only one of several high-level warnings given to Bush and other senior administration officials that serious doubts existed about the intended use of the tubes, according to government records and interviews with former current officials. And it goes on. It's on our website. Insulating Bush.
Speaking of uh, very civilized people and speaking about what's dot, remember they were talking about the Indian woman with the dots? Yes. A doctor in India has been jailed for revealing the sex of a female fetus and then agreeing to abort it as the country moves to enforce tougher laws that are designed to curb the widespread practice stemming from a parental preference for male children. Um, how can they have a billion people there when they just uh, they don't want any women? I don't know. It'll catch up with them soon, I'm sure. Dr. Anil, oops. I beg your pardon. A-N-I-L. Oh. Dr. Anil Subsani. Anil. <laughs> That's his name. I'm sure. He's Dr. Anil. I'm sure you've known many of those. I just saw a one the other day. was jailed for two years yesterday. He was found guilty after he told an undercover investigator she was carrying a female baby, but that it could be taken care of. Although abortion is legal in India, gender testing on fetuses is not. It's not. Many Indian parents routinely choose to terminate pregnancies if the child is a girl because they are seen to be a financial burden. Well, they have to have those dowries, you know. That's right. Stupid. Remember the father dowry uh, mm -hmm. mysteries with Tom Bosley? The result is that there are only 927 women for every thousand men in India, and the number has been steadily falling for years. Some of those young Indian guys, let me tell you. I guess they haven't been around women that much. Maybe just mommy. All right. Hey, listen, don't knock it in well. Cheating yeah, on your income taxes is almost as bad as cheating on your mate, and smoking pot isn't as bad as drinking to excess. Isn't that good news for you? That is. Now, see, there's you and Josh. Josh is a big uh, drinker, and you're a big, well, going to pot. And it says here, smoking pot isn't as bad as drinking to excess. <laughs> That's what a cross-section of Americans report in the Pew Research Center's latest social trend study released this week in Washington, D.C. I'll just start smoking a lot of pot. There you go. George will help you out. No, he won't. No, he won't. Unless you got some good bucks. Well, maybe when you get that check from Book of Brian. <laughs> it is so sad what's going on in that place. It is so freaking sad. You know, I might, I might just next week, like I said, time to go on strike. Get these, because these people don't seem to want to get off their duff. You know what I'm saying? Get off your duff already. No. <laughs> no. Not that duff. They just don't seem, and this, what did I tell you a couple months ago? This business about, well, you know, how can we do worse than Mo did with a 1-1? Well, God, I got news for you. The contest isn't to see whether we can do worse or not. The contest is to see if we can put somebody on in there who can actually get a number. Higher than a 1 or a 2 or higher than this Lawrence Welk you guys are doing. A 1, a 2, and a 3. And I don't see too many a 3. Anyway, um, the survey sought to present a blunt test of what Americans think is moral by measuring the responses to 10 questions. It recognizes that questions of morality are generally sophisticated and complicated. The survey did not measure intensity of feeling. Judgments about right and wrong are by nature profound and in real life often nuanced and situational. By contrast, the survey questionnaire is a blunt instrument, the research center says in its report. Even so, the alignment of responses to the ten questions points an interesting portrait of contemporary American so-called morality. Aren't you interested to find out what your fellow Americans think? Not really. No, I am not either. On the surface, the study which questioned over 1,500 people last month presents a fascinating set of contrasts on questions of moral behavior. The Pew researchers sought to create a barometer of modern morals by ranking the ten issues. Maybe they should talk to Dr. Anal there in India. At the top of the list, 88% of the respondents said married people having an affair was wrong. Well, see, right off the bat, I think that's crap. 3% said that would be morally acceptable. 7% said adultery is not a moral issue. I'd say I think it's none of your business. Right. They're like that. Right. It's okay as long as the other one don't find out. That's right. And as long as you don't bring anything unwanted home. That's no surprises. That too. And then, of course, some people at home will give you something unwanted. Well, George. Second on the list, 79% said it was not moral to hold back in reporting income and income tax forms. Just 5% said that it was okay. 14% said it wasn't a moral issue. And 1% said it depends. 
I think June Allison said that. Number three on the morality scale was drinking too much booze, Josh. 61% said drinking too much booze was not moral. <laughs> you pervert. While 5% said it was okay. 31% said it wasn't a moral issue, and 2% said it depends. Depends on what kind of booze you drink. That's right. Be and who's stuff. paying for it. Right. Fourth on the list was having an abortion. 52% said that would be morally wrong. 12% said abortion was morally acceptable. 23% was not a moral issue. 11% said it depends. A lot of depends. Mm -hmm. Smoking pot was number five. Half the respondents said smoking pot was morally wrong, which means more people oppose excessive drinking than oppose smoking pot. Only 10% said pot smoking was morally okay, while 35% said it wasn't a moral issue, and 4% said it depends on how many seeds it's got in. Homosexual behavior was also viewed as not moral by 50%, with 12% saying that it was morally acceptable, 33% saying it wasn't a moral issue, and 1% saying it depends on who you're doing it with. Telling a lie to spare someone's feelings was viewed as not moral by 43%, with 23% saying that it would be moral, 26% saying it wasn't a moral issue, and 6% saying it depends. Sex between unmarried adults. Boy, Josh has got a lot of uh, problems in here. Without worrying about you, Zach. Sex between unmarried adults was viewed as not moral by 35%, with 22% saying it was morally acceptable, 37% saying it wasn't a moral issue, and 2% saying it depends on how hot they are. The same number said gambling wasn't moral, with 17% saying it was morally acceptable, 42% saying it was not a moral issue, and 3% said it depends how much you lose. Overeating was last on the list with 32%. Well, I got my own issues on this one, too. I mm -hmm. guess I got 32% saying it wasn't a moral issue, 6% said it was moral, 58% says it was not a moral issue, and 3% said it depends. Oh, 32% said it wasn't moral. It's immoral to eat too much. I guess it depends on what you're eating. Right. While the numbers are interesting, they may not say much uh, about behavior, other than a lot of people probably feel guilty about something. The Internal Revenue Service says the overall noncompliance rate is about 16%. That costs something like $345 billion a year, with nearly $200 billion of that amount coming from underreporting of business income. Having an affair might be roundly condemned, the report noted, but other surveys showed at least 15% of those ever married have had sex outside of their marriage. 20% of men and 12% of women report that kind of behavior, and a whole bunch of them lie like crazy. Men are more morally disapproving of homosexuality than women, although both genders have similar views on abortion. The old are more disapproving of homosexuality than the young. Oh, yeah. All the old trolls that I see around. The mm -hmm. old and the young have similar attitudes toward abortion. For Catholics, abortion is more immoral than homosexuality. Well, the priests are relieved to hear that. Married people are also more disapproving of abortion than unmarried. Conservatives, frequent churchgoers, white evangelical Christians, and those ages 65 and older are in majority saying that eight or more of these behaviors are morally wrong, and they're probably doing at least nine. This is Neil Rogers. Pedophile.
See, a little faith. We got 996 votes. We got 14 minutes to go until Big O time at 2. The revolving dough with the Big O. And we'll get that thousand easy, like uh, falling off a cliff. Just like Roger Thorpe going off the edge of that cliff. And uh, what's his name? Whatever his name was. That punk. What's his name? I don't know. James Dean? You don't watch that show. You don't watch Guiding Lights. You don't know. 70 years it's been on radio no, no, since no, no. Uh, next year it celebrates no 70th anniversary on radio and TV. What, Guiding Light? Care? And you think that they could afford to pay the people to stay on the show, you know, but they can't yeah. and they don't. The soap opera's next. Oh, God. Say goodbye to Reva already, okay? Reva and Joshua. Jesus, bud. Go away. Getting ponderous. Muslim leaders yesterday withdrew an invitation to the U.S. Secretary of State Condoleezza to visit a mosque in the Blackburn constituency of the Home Secretary Jack Straw. Jack, Ms. Rice Jack was due to go to the Masjid al-Hidayah Mosque tomorrow during her two-day tour of Blackburn Liverpool as a guest of Mr. Straw. The invitation of Ms. Rice to visit the mosque came, as I understand it, from officials in Jack Straw's office at Hamid Qureshi, chairman of the Blackburn-based Lancashire Council of Mosques. Remember the man in the uh, Iron Mosque? Yes. They might not have consulted with the congregation. The members were very angry and decided she better not come. A foreign office spokesman said, It's a pity we'll not be visiting a mosque. Everything on this visit is being done with respect to the communities involved. Yesterday, about 40 parents and protesters gathered outside Blackburn's Pluckgate High School, which Ms. Rice and Mr. Straw were due to visit today. We decided we should see the head teacher, Robin Campbell, and ask him to cancel the visit because we weren't happy that we weren't consulted at the outset, said Hanif Dodwala a representative from the school's community leaders forum. But Mr. Campbell said the visit would go ahead. So we'll be asking our children to join the protest by the Stop the War Coalition at the school. All right. There you go. Say more, Condoleezza does go. Stop the war, you bitch, you liar, with your mushroom cloud, with your BS. She's another one. Total sellout. Dyke. Sellout in every respect. You know? mm-hmm. Probably ought to end the week with a few with a flurry of calls since now we got our 1,000 votes up there. Do it. And you know, huh? Start with that flurry right there. Flurry of what? Of one. Oh, we got a flurry of Theo Flurry? He was in the back seat asleep. He didn't know what was going on. 997. We still don't have it licked yet. 997. I keep refreshing and still. See, they're, they're playing with our emotions again. How could Injustice for All only have one vote? How is that? Debbie Does Dallas has got 17 already. Yeah. It's more important. No, no, I, I agree with that. I don't doubt that. Uh, 998. See, one at a time, very slowly and deliberately. Okay, we're going to take a bunch of call now. We don't have any. 5670560. Oh, well, that's because the delay won't build up for like another half hour. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, Mad Dog at Hooters and Doral, 4 to 6.30 this afternoon. That's the formerly extremely popular Mad Dog, whose numbers now are being destroyed because management won't put anybody on regular 2 to 4, and because we got Geldy on all the time. Oh, God. Poor Mr. Mad Dog. What did Sister Mary Mandich ever do to deserve a fate like that, huh? There's very few things in this business worth that worth worth. worth than having a crappy lead-in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, God. That was funny. WQAM, hello. It's so fucking... Yeah, right. And you know something? Uh, he makes a good point. But as long as... In other words, I think the Joyce thing is, as long as somebody will pay us, we'll, we'll say anything on here. We don't care. You and I can't say it. We can't play it. But if somebody pays for it, then it's okay. Follow right. what I'm saying? That's right. Just like when Tommy uh, cut that cheese last week. Yeah. Oh, I, I just dreamed that. It didn't happen. That's right. It did not. W- <laughs> WQAM, hello. Did Chief Brogdon ever make it up to Canada before he died? WQAM, hello. 
Hey, Neil and Monty Cohn, how you doing? All right. Monty Cohn. Monty Cohn. WQAM, hey, hello. Big kick. Yeah. QAM. Monty Cohn. Yeah. Neil. Neil. Yes. How are you? Okay. Let me suggest a poll for next Friday. If you want, your favorite uh, frozen hour food or dinner. Yeah, okay. <laughs> your favorite frozen food, yeah. How about your favorite spice or condiment? How's that? Or con- condomizer? Paprika. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes. Yes, may I speak with Neil Rogers, please? Well, what are, you, are you speaking like into a phone or like through a, uh, some kind of a fishnet? I'm sorry, hello? You got a mushy phone, man. Speaking, Thanks. yes, what do you got? Listen, them damn doctors will prescribe anything to you. They don't care, they just... Okay, Woody, on. whatever you say, you idiot. Wow. Now to give you some Prozac. Go over and see a Prozac Ron. Maybe he'll he'll give you a handful and some pills, too. Five six seven oh five sixty. See that? That's why he was trying to like talk through a strainer. See to like disguise mm-hmm. the voice. Like he can really, like he really works. What are you, idiot? You jackass! You you fairy. WQAM. Hello. Hey, Neely. How about Jeff Rimmer for that two to four slot? We can do a show on three. Oh years. God. We want at least to be at least be in a plus. plus on, we don't have like no no minus. Good God, the Grim Rimmer. We already got the Grim Reaper. We don't need the Grim Rimmer. WQAM. Hello. WQAM, hello. Oh, look at that. I punched it up uh, for whatever reason. And it wouldn't have been something that that fax tone would have been on there. Yeah, that would have been. Would have been good. Or maybe uh, Jeff Cohen rhymes with fax tone. QAM, hello. Hello. By the way, don't forget when you go into uh, John the Baker to mention that Duff sent you, you get like 400 garlic rolls. No, not really. Half a dozen. Yeah, try saying Duff sent you. Because I think a lot more people admit <laughs> that Duff sent him in as opposed to me, right? Right. Oh, by the way, the... Uh, John the Baker uh, brought us food today. Forgot to mention that. Thanks a lot, John. You're the best, baby, in spite of what Duff says. All that crap. So insecure and so paranoid and so like... Uh, you fairy. Come on, Duff. If you're going to be cut out to be a sales you've got to butch it up a couple of notches, man. Move up to Richter scale on the butch level, at least to a one or a two. Please. WQAM, hello. Fire you me. Not the seller. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Numbers. I didn't get to hear your full report. They were fine. They were uh, not yeah. bad. I told you it wasn't lying when I said I had a diary. What? I told you it wasn't lying when I had a diary about two well, months ago. Thank you so much. Well, how, how long ago? How long ago? Oh, just about uh, six, eight weeks ago. Oh, well, that, that wasn't this. Okay. Well, well, thanks, right, uh, thanks anyway. Thanks we'll so much. Okay, well. get a real phone. Anyway, everybody's talking like this now, like through a strainer, like through the bottom of a tin can or something. I don't know what that's all about. What's, what's that all about? Uh, I don't know. We're just lucky right now. Although most of these calls, I've disguised my voice, too, to be honest with you. I bet you we got our 1,000 now. I haven't even taken a puke. Oh, yeah, 1,019. All of a sudden, a big, a big flurry. We get inundated with a lot, a whole bunch of crap, including, uh, where is it? Debbie Does Dallas 20, see? And we got 1,019. See, we'd still be one short if it weren't for Debbie Does Dallas. And you're asking me, like, for Sirius? Yeah, Why not? For Sirius, for well, Sirius I mean, or maybe XM. This is Neil Rogers. Ahoy! This is 560 QAM. If there's a buck, I smell it. Hey, it's Howard. Howard David. Welcome back to the Mo Howard David Show, where we're chock full of zany, but good, clean family fun. <laughs> I'm here, and you're there. <laughs> I can tie the phrase, huh? You know that pipe smoking thing's rape is funny? 
Is that funny? Huh? What? 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 Since when is gang rape funny? What do you require of me? I require you drop your pants. Oh, now, see here. Right now. Oh, oh, I want those pants okay. drop them down you. there. Hey, you like it? Hey, get your hands out. Get out of there. Shut up and submit. That's my delicate. Don't touch my delicate. I'm tender. Why does everybody want to rape me? Why? Because we think it's funny. That's why. Don't put it there. Get your ass out of that sink. I gotta wash these H pots off my hands. What are you, some kind of fairy? What do you know about being queer, you moron? I've been right enough to know the difference. We're supposed to be talking about sports here. This is sports radio over here. We love men. From this point on, I demand. They get paid by the door. Yeah. Now we're going to make something out of this crate paper, you understand? No. Then maybe later I'll pull the link sausages out of my pants, okay? <laughs> no. It's a joke, you moron. Oh, oh no. There's motions in my pants. Hello, Warden. How can I help you? Well, you see, Warden, yes. I keep getting raped. I'll look into it right away. Thanks, Warden. It's about time, somebody. But now drop your pad. Huh? I said drop your pad. There's some more candle. Give you something to do while you're watching golf. Like uh, pouring the uh, hot liquid in your eye. Uh, like this. Ah, now look what you made me do. God, keep your pants on. Now, then why? You want to walk my show? You'll do as you're told. Now, get over here. Yeah, that's right. Now, come here. Now, get over there. Come here. Now, come here. Not there. Over here. Oh. the pizza. No, I did not steal no pizza. Stole the pizza. Now, see here. I ain't no pie burglar. I did not feel the I only had one slice. Put that head close to the glass door. See if anybody's inside. No. Closer. Closer. A little closer. Like this. Oh, you're a tough guy, huh? Why, I ought to... Now, see here. All right, all right, you supplicant. Step aside. I'm the new Pope, see? I stand before you now. Let me bless you, my son. Under the door. Under the door. Under the door. Well, perhaps you'll garner much under my tutelage. I don't like to look for that tutelage. I don't want your tutelage over me. They'll never bite me. Of course it's more important that I outlive you. Why, I'll have you know. Can I go home now? Oh, I'm sure. Watch out for Mr. Whipple. Forgot about it. That's what I say. And kiss my ass. Bye, bye, bye.